0: Salutations. Welcome to Pod Mortem. I'm Renee Hunter Vasquez, joined as always by my co host, my husband and my brother.
1: Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. Hi, I'm Travis Hunter.
0: This week, we're recording live from the Bates High School showers discussing the 1976 horror classic, Carrie. This film was directed by Brian De Palma with a screenplay written by Lawrence D. Cohen based off of Stephen King's first novel. De Palma utilizes the supernatural themes in King's novel without devaluing the important messages of humanity, religious zealotry, isolation, and even womanhood. Although it received mixed reviews upon release, Carrie has become a beloved classic horror staple. This film was the winner of our February Patreon poll, so thank you to all of our patrons who participated and voted. If you would like to help us decide, join us over at the Patreon at patreon.com thepodmortem. So... What did you guys think of Carrie the first time you saw it?
1: I've seen this movie through a few times. I can't really pinpoint the exact time I seen it the first time, mm-hmm. but I do always remember. And I feel like for some reason it's always on TV, or it's it like, is. yeah, right, <laughs> no joke. Like I always catch a bit of it, and I'll stop and watch it, or I'll it's like okay, all right, and then you know go about my business or whatever. But I do like the movie. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't, I don't remember. I know I was younger. I was probably a teenager, uh, which I sh- probably should have watched it earlier as a kid. But, <laughs> you know, uh, but I do like the movie.
2: I agree. I've always loved this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember watching it as a kid. Yeah. Possibly a little <laughs> younger than we should have. Yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Running theme on this show. Uh, oddly, I hadn't, before we watched it for the show, I hadn't seen it since I was in high school really yeah and it's funny to me because watching it when I was in high school you have those feelings you relate to Carrie and you feel very sympathetic for the story right but watching it this time as an adult all I see it is just how dreadfully tragic
0: it really is it is yeah
2: and actually being able to grasp the feminist subtext yeah. As an adult, Mm -hmm.
0: I will agree that I I don't think I ever fully appreciated that aspect of it until watching it this time, because damn,
2: (laughs) (laughs) no joke. The interesting thing to me as I was watching it this time is I knew everything like beat for beat. Oh yeah. There is something very special about this movie that you're like, "Oh, you're not you're not like, oh yeah, that did happen." No, you remember You're like, "Yep." Mm-hmm. Everything. <laughs> you're like, "Oh shit." And I think that's a testament to Brian De Palma and all the planning that went into making this movie to where he got exactly what he wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it pays off in such a way that it sticks to you, much no, like yeah. uh fake <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't think it'll come as any surprise to anybody that I love this movie. And if you've listened to any of our other Stephen King adaptation movies, I'm sure it's no surprise that I reread Carrie <laughs> in preparation. I actually listened to it and the audiobook is read by Sissy Spacek.
2: That's incredible.
0: So, it gives that extra layer right, of, right. you mm-hmm. know, um the book is great. I feel like this movie at times it's a line by line adaptation of the book really and um I mean the fates of some characters end up being different and surprisingly I kind of prefer the film I Stephen King does too I was gonna say I read
2: (laughs) I read he did um there is one bone I have to pick in that regard okay although I do understand it I'm I'm still like Gordon Ramsay just damn
0: (laughs) (laughs) well I can't wait to dive into that (laughs) yeah
2: but as I said, I, I shouted out Brian De Palma, but I think that the real reason this is so... Not only universally beloved, but remembered, mm-hmm. is Sissy Spacek, Absolutely. Piper oh, Laurie, yeah. the two oh of my them. God. They tapped into something unbelievable yeah with these performances and they very much deserved to receive academy award nominations yeah which again at that time horror unheard of yeah yeah that wasn't I mean, a thing at that time yeah. still never
0: <laughs> yeah they fucking
1: hate I, it i still don't understand that <laughs> nope. no no no
0: um, to piggyback a little bit on Sissy Spacek very quickly, I watched a documentary, I know you did too, T, about the film, and apparently Brian De Palma had his eye on somebody else to play Carrie. And mm-hmm. the documentary they don't say who, right. but on IMDB they said that it was Amy Irving, the actress the, who that plays played Sue. Sue. Again, I don't know if that's true, but... I don't know either. That's what IMDb said. But she had called Brian De Palma. Well, what the art director on this film is Sissy Spacex's husband. Right. Who uh, she's still married to. Jack Jack, Fisk. Yeah, which is badass, but...
2: I don't know why I love hearing marriage is lasting a long time (laughs) in show business. Yeah,
0: because it's unheard of. But she wanted to be Carrie. And like I said, Brian De Palma had his eye on somebody else. And she called him and was like, look, I have a commercial the same day that the reading for Carrie was. Should I come or should I do the commercial? He's like, do the commercial. (laughs) So she was fucking pissed and she showed up to read for Carrie anyway.
2: And she used that anger. And she
0: used the anger. She she said she didn't even wash her face. She went in there all disheveled, all pissed off. They tried to put makeup on her and she was like, get away from me. (laughs) And she went and did it and she blew everybody away. And well, it's like, without that rejection, you know, her using that exactly. rejection to yeah, fuel her, yeah. we might not even... Got, this movie would have been completely different.
2: Absolutely. And I think that's a great lesson, period.
0: 100%.
2: Sometimes rejection could be the best thing that ever happened to you. Because I
0: feel like most people would have been like, well, let me let me get this sure money during yeah. this... Season. But she was like, no, fuck that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be Carrie. <laughs> and like, and not, she did it. I'm not hawking Colgate. I'm going to be fucking... <laughs> No, I think it's a great thing. And it's a great story.
0: It is. And the
2: other interesting thing is that she was the set dresser on his previous film, Brian De Palma. I don't even think that he knew that she was an actress. Well, yeah.
0: uh, Jack Fisk had said that that's all he saw her as was the set dresser Mm -hmm. because she had just filled in. Right. Mm -hmm. Don't let people pigeonhole you. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many lessons here. Yeah. Now, before we plug this film up, we would like to issue a warning for Spoilers. Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast, and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, then let's bow our heads. So the film opens on a girls' high school PE class playing volleyball, and the back row is Carrie White, as we said, played by Sissy Spacek. The other girls tell Carrie to hit the ball as it comes to her, but she misses it, and everyone is super pissed.
2: They overreacted. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking mad. This was not for a title. This was a gym class, (laughs) and they're like, you eat shit.
0: No, yeah. That was fucking rude. As as they leave the court, Carrie is yelled at, hit in the head with the hat, and told to eat shit by Chris Hargenson, played by Nancy Allen. Next, we get the title card as we pan through the girls' locker room. The girls are dressing, gossiping, roughhousing, and showering. And we pan through in slow motion as music swells. And it's a pretty beautiful opening. I mean, if you know in your heart that these women are all in their 20s and they're not actually 17 (laughs) years old. Um, But for a horror film, I feel like this was very artistic. John Paul was, like, making faces. Yeah, I I wasn't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The music's just so happy. I was like, "What the? fuck? Well, they're
0: showering." I
3: think, <laughs> I
2: <don't> think <laughs> they're does that clean. To- <laughs> for me, I thought that it was very. The music helped sell how lighthearted mm-hmm. it was for these girls, right? And then I think that showing that in the haze of them free, naked, partially naked, yeah, and then getting to Carrie, you see this contrast oh, between yeah. you know mm-hmm. their freedom, her isolation. And I think the music helped really sell that.
0: Yeah. No, that's a good point.
2: And the haze of the steam—it's mm-hmm. just really well shot.
0: But everyone seems to be having a naked blast except <laughs> for Carrie, as you said. Mm. And she, like you said, is in the steaming shower all by herself. We get kind of an extensive sequence of her showering.
2: Okay, this might have been <laughs> a little too much. A little. Too much. I think I downloaded the wrong <laughs> Carrie movie. Yeah. Uh. Is this the soft core? Yeah. <laughs>
0: I read that although the women that were cast knew that they were going to be either nude or semi-nude in the scene and they were all horrified, but Sissy Spacek recorded this first and when they watched it, they were like, we we can do it. Like Mm. this kind of empowered them and gave them the strength to be in their underwear or be running through the locker room naked
2: i th- I think that's great. I do agree that her in the shower could have been shaved by like ten fifteen like, seconds. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it yeah. and still and still get the same point across. <laughs> yeah, but I digress.
0: but she's she's washing, and um she finally drops the bar of soap, and we see bright red blood running down her inner thigh. Carrie raises her hand and looks at the blood in confusion and just horror. Now, in that documentary, and T, I'm sure you, yeah. you look like I, I was <laughs> chomping at the bit,
2: <laughs> but go ahead.
0: I really loved this kind of piece of trivia because when they filmed this, her husband was in the shower with her. He's you know, obviously off camera, right. but mm-hmm. she had asked Brian De Palma, how am I supposed to react to seeing this blood? And he said, you're supposed to react like you've just been hit by a Mack truck. And she's like, what the, what fuck, the fuck does fuck? that mean? So she had told her husband, and he actually had been hit by a truck or by a car when he was oh, a child. Shit. Yeah. And so what he's like, let me, l- let me tell you exactly what that feels yeah. like. So he said he was standing in the street looking at Christmas lights, and then a moment of realization, oh, this car is going to hit me, and then just being hit. And he kind of coached her through that, and that's why there's this moment of like almost peace when right. she's bathing and mm-hmm. then you know, kind of what the fuck. And then it all kind of sinks in, but I thought that was really.
2: And as you watch the scene, you, you can see, it. see that right, transition right. between playful, the truck, Christmas lights. And, and then, then, then you're yeah. hit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, it's just, wow. Very well done. Yeah.
1: That was just, I, <laughs> I was like, damn, <laughs> she's cause she does. She freaks out after mm-hmm. a minute. And I'm like, Holy shit. <laughs> it's like, what happened? No, it goes from zero yeah. to 100. Oh but,
0: yeah. Um, miles per hour. Yes. <laughs> but she turns toward the rest of the girls who are now dressed and starts toward them. She rushes over and grabs Sue Snell played by Amy Irving, getting blood on her shirt. Sue pushes her away and Carrie begins to scream for help. She's crying as the girls begin to laugh at her and Carrie backs up until she's back in the corner of the shower. Now everyone, including Sue, Chris, Norma played by PJ souls and Helen played by Edie McClurg open a dispenser and begin pelting her with pads and tampons all while chanting plug it up plug it up
2: so this honestly infuriated me oh yeah because why are you acting like Carrie's the only woman this has ever happened to
0: well here's the thing I feel like all the other everybody else is like okay it's your fucking period so what Mm -hmm. Carrie doesn't know what the fuck is happening true so I feel like they're all like, why is she overreacting? Right. Like we're all 17 years old, 18 yeah. years old. We all have periods. Like who cares? Carrie's like, what's a period? <laughs>
2: yeah, still, but I mean, they're throwing Not it. To defi- no, no, this yeah. is like the most uh, horrible thing yeah. you can do to someone. They're like, well, some kids should be bullied no 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 no."
1: no, no. No, i i understand i i was like damn even the nerd girl's making fun of i was like
2: what are y'all doing it's it's not it's just not right
0: a note on pj souls really quick too she had auditioned wearing that red hat Mm -hmm. and brian de palma was like okay show up in that hat yeah and so she did and she wasn't even supposed to really have any lines when they go back inside after they're all pissed off at Carrie for missing the volleyball, she took her hat off and hit Carrie with it. That wasn't in the script. And Brian De Palma was like, what? I love it.
2: <laughs> the other thing that's interesting is, if I'm not mistaken, her performance in this film got her the role of Linda in I Halloween. Love that.
0: They're almost the same character. They really
2: are. I mean, honestly.
0: But the coach, Miss Collins, played by Betty Buckley, finally notices the commotion and goes over. She grabs Sue and asks her what's going on. And Sue's like, Carrie got her period like that. Oh, okay.
2: (laughs) Oh, carry on. No pun intended.
0: (laughs) Sue, come on. Yeah. So Miss Collins pushes through the rest of the girls to get to Carrie. Thankful to see her, Carrie grabs Miss Collins by her white gym shorts, staining them with blood.
2: Mm -hmm. I do love how she grabs Sue and she's like, no, what are you doing? Like, yeah, not physically what are you doing but what, what is are you, wrong yeah. with you yeah. why
0: are you doing this
2: so I like that Carrie had someone that was no, coming yeah, to yeah. her yeah. defense
0: right but Carrie continues to scream hysterically until Miss Collins slaps her across the face she,
2: she had no choice
0: i don't know if you remember this t when we were kids and we were watching this movie we made a list of how many times people get slapped in this movie oh it was <laughs> we were literally the top of the page we wrote carrie slaps <laughs>
2: <laughs> how could i forget that like,
0: come on. i was thinking about that when we were, i was like we had nothing better to no. do no
2: well <laughs> i don't see anything wrong with doing that <laughs> i thought it was a grand time one thing that's very interesting to me is that Betty Buckley plays like an authority figure yeah. in this film, but she was only a couple years older yeah. <laughs> than these actresses, so that must have been a very interesting yeah. weird dynamic. Yeah.
0: But after she slaps Carrie, the girls all watch amused, except for Sue, who now looks uncomfortable. Like she's like, "No, nah, this is pretty fucked up." Yeah. Miss Collins still tries to console Carrie, but Carrie starts screaming again. At the same moment, a bulb overhead just explodes.
2: Norma's like, did you see that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, laugh now. But I mean, it's all fun and games right now. Deserves a bigger reaction than that.
0: She's like, oh, shit. Yeah. But Carrie finally allows herself to be consoled and held by Miss Collins as she continues to cry. And Chris and Norma are just laughing. Mm hmm. Miss Collins tells everyone to leave, and they do, but she turns to Carrie and asks her, doesn't she know what's going on? And Carrie just looks wide-eyed and terrified. The next thing we see is Carrie sitting in the front office. Kids that walk by the office knock on the glass to tease her, and even the secretary is like, what's this bitch doing here? Like, she looks annoyed. See, and
2: that's when I was like, (laughs) is it everyone? Like, it wasn't just the girls in her gym class. These fuckers are just strangers walking by, and they're like, no, oh, no, no, it's Carrie White. <laughs> <laughs> like, geez. What the hell? Can she have a moment, please? No.
0: But inside the principal's office, the principal, Mr. Morton, played by Stefan Girish, says that he would think a girl in high school would know the facts of life by now. And Miss Collins is like, okay, well, she didn't. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, yeah. we're here now, so... <laughs>
0: As Mr. Morton eyes the blood on her shorts in horror, Ms. Collins explains that she kind of even understood how the girls felt because even she wanted to grab Carrie and shake her for freaking out over a period. The principal
2: looks like he wants to sink into his chair. <laughs> yeah, It's like, dude, grow the fuck up.
0: It's just so childish. It really yeah. is. But Mr. Morton uses his intercom to tell the secretary to send in Cassie Wright you couldn't get one name
2: right how do you fuck up both names
0: (laughs) miss collins corrects him carrie white carrie comes in clutching her books with her head down she just looks fucking defeated Mm -hmm. mr morton greets her hello cassie miss collins corrects him again
2: i just told you (laughs)
0: literally two seconds ago he tells her that she can take the rest of the day off and go home he calls her cassie again and she looks down at the ashtray on his desk
2: (laughs) i'm like he's just trying to piss her off (laughs)
0: She corrects him herself this time. It's Carrie. And the ashtray begins to move. He asks her if she would like to go lie down in the infirmary and Miss Collins is like, "She can just go home."
2: <laughs> yeah, with yeah. what? Dr. katawaki or whatever? <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> the ashtray continues to shake on his desk and Miss Collins tells Carrie that she can be excused from gym for a week. Good. Yeah, yeah. good deal. <laughs> But Mr. Morton continues, we're all very sorry about this incident, Cassie. And finally, Carrie has fucking had (laughs) enough. She yells, it's Carrie. And the ashtray flips onto the floor and she just fucking leaves. So
2: the thing about the ashtray is that it was kind of on the edge, but it flips off in a way that was not... <laughs> it flips off like it was like... Yeah, yeah. indicative of it. how precarious it was, you know? <laughs> and nobody says anything. Yeah,
1: no. how did nobody see that? I don't you know. Don't see this thing wobbling around right there, making <laughs> right noise? Right in front of you. No, and it was. Yeah. The music, too, and that in the scene.
0: This is necessary.
2: It's trying to sell the
0: powers, man. But as Carrie walks home, a boy on his bike goes past her. He circles back to taunt her going "creepy Carrie, creepy <laughs> Carrie." What's funny is that it's Betty Buckley's voice doing that. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know why they replaced the voice. I, I did. Know. I saw in that documentary that the kid was played by Brian De Palma's nephew. Yes. And they're
0: like, he's got the look, but not the sound. No,
2: it's Betty Buckley. <laughs> but you can really tell that it's not a little boy and that it's a woman when he's like, oh, groaning. <laughs> like, that sounds exactly like Betty Buckley. <laughs> well,
1: why? She hasn't even done She's anything. She's nothing. What the no. fuck? Is, why is she creepy Carrie? I don't
0: know. But just as quickly as he starts chanting at her, Carrie just looks at him and he fucking eats shit and falls <laughs> into the grass.
2: But he looks at her like,
0: what the fuck? <laughs> but she puts her head back down and he, yeah, he's just staring at her like, <gasps> mm-hmm. so the next thing we see is a woman walking up the driveway to a house. Inside the house, Mrs. Snell, played by Priscilla Pointer, sits inside enjoying a drink and a TV show.
2: There's a picture next to her that we'll talk about in a little bit. Oh,
0: okay. The doorbell rings and she gets up to answer, obviously not wanting to leave her TV show. <laughs> <laughs> She opens the door to reveal Mrs. Margaret White, played by Piper Laurie. Now, Piper Laurie was brought out of retirement to do this. Mm-hmm. They said she hadn't done anything in, what, 15 years? Yeah,
2: 1961. Jeez.
0: And thank God they did. Oh, no, yeah. Because holy shit.
2: She creates such a character. I mean. Nobody else could have played no. Margaret yeah. White.
0: And. Watching that documentary, a lot of stuff that we see that makes this film so memorable, she's behind it.
2: Yeah. So very like, interesting.
0: I'm. We should all be very thankful that she came back to do this, mm-hmm. but they kind of exchange pleasantries and Margaret stands there awkwardly until Mrs. <laughs> Snell invites her inside.
2: And she thanks her emphatically. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Margaret comes in and immediately sets down her bag and starts rummaging through it. Mrs. Snell points out that Carrie and Sue are in some of the same classes and maybe Carrie would like to come over and visit sometime. But Margaret shuts that shit down. (laughs) She's here on the Lord's work. She's not here to fucking socialize.
2: I don't care about playdates. Jesus
1: Christ. I'm (laughs) all for the religion and whatever. But I was having a drink and watching TV. (laughs) Fuck out of here, man. Could not have been more chill.
0: But Margaret says she's spreading the word of salvation and Mrs. Snell just looks thrilled to have her there. Margaret gives her a book for teenagers saying that they're wandering through the wilderness of sin and they all need saving. Mrs. Snell informs her that Sue's a good girl and Margaret's like, well, these are godless times. Well,
2: I just want to point out (laughs) that she disarmed me, Margaret, because Uh she's dressed like she's in a coven. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, she's going to be cool as shit. Nope. No, no, no.
0: But to the sentiment that these are godless times, Mrs. Snell goes, I'll drink to that and raises her glass and immediately regrets it. Yeah,
2: she's like, I will read the literature.
0: (laughs) I'm so sorry. But the phone rings and Mrs. Snell excuses herself to answer it. Margaret stays in the living room looking through her Bible as Mrs. Snell audibly tells the person on the phone laughing that (laughs) Margaret White is here. Let me just get rid of her. (laughs) (laughs)
2: i can't tell you how much i loved that i honestly because it's telling you so much
0: it really is that they don't have to say some lady it's like margaret white is here and you know what the fuck that means and now we
2: know carrie white we know margaret white Mm -hmm. so now we're like okay well fuck she's getting it from all sides at school yeah and this is her mother ouch yeah yeah so you've already set up You're not excited. That's the wrong word. You're interested in seeing their dynamic when they eventually share a scene together.
0: Yeah. As soon as Mrs. Snell comes back into the room, Margaret tries to read to her from the Bible. And we see Sue enter and stand in the background as Mrs. Snell is like, look, let me let me just give you $10. (laughs) How much to make you leave? Yeah. Margaret angrily takes the money. I mean, she still took
2: the money. (laughs) She
1: She didn't have to do that. Yeah.
0: And she puts her things away, but on her way out, she dramatically turns around to tell (laughs) Miss Snell that she hopes she finds Jesus. So
2: yeah, cool. Okay, great. (laughs)
0: Okay, bye. Yeah, you're
2: on your way out, remember?
0: (laughs) As she leaves, Sue comes to the door and is like, isn't that Carrie White's mother? And it's like, yeah, "Yeah, Mm -hmm." it is. (laughs) Interestingly, though, when Brian De Palma cast Amy Irving to be Sue, he cast her mom, her actual mom, to play her mom in the movie
2: that's pretty cool right. it? Yeah. <laughs> i feel like it gives this built-in chemistry yeah, yeah. it's
0: like i'm sure immediately comfortable already and mm-hmm. you already have that dynamic That's pretty
2: cool i didn't know that. i know
0: i didn't know that until watching it you know watching that documentary right i thought that was really cool and i
2: think this was was this amy irving's first film it was a lot of people's first it was film. a lot of
0: people's yeah so it, it probably was
2: presence on set yeah. would be pretty great
0: true So next we see Margaret walking up to her own house and the camera zooms way into the upstairs window to show Carrie looking down, like waiting for her to come home. Mm
2: -hmm. If I'm not mistaken, because there are so many of these shots in this film, Mm -hmm. these diopter shots where you have double focus. Uh And I believe that there's a focus on the for sale sign of the house as well as Carrie up in the window. And Mm. it's very interesting because they use this a lot there's one shot in particular that was basically used in Jordan Peele's Us. Yes, like, <laughs> I had
0: the exact same thought.
2: But we'll get to that in yes. a bit. Yes.
0: But su- like like you were saying, super dramatic music plays as Margaret enters the <laughs> house. The phone rings, and when Margaret answers it, the camera goes back and forth between Carrie listening from upstairs and Margaret, who is on the phone but barely says anything to whoever called. Mm-hmm. She's just like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Top secret. Yeah. <laughs> But she finally hangs up and says, I know you're listening. She tells Carrie to come downstairs, and Carrie kind of straightens her clothes and her hair and then comes down.
2: The music is so eerie. Yeah. When she makes her way downstairs, you're like, what the fuck what is, yeah. about is about to happen? To happen?
0: <laughs> but Carrie asks her mother who was on the phone, and Margaret turns and simply responds, You're a woman now. It's like, fuck.
2: She's like, I still don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But Carrie begins to cry and asks why Margaret didn't just tell her. In response, Margaret slaps Carrie to the ground with the book that she's holding. Like, slaps her in the... F-
2: the book? Oh. It was the Bible. Yeah.
0: Well, it's a book. <laughs> it's a bestseller. <laughs> Number one bestseller. <laughs> she then opens the... What'd you say it was? A I Bible? it's a okay. Bible. <laughs> <laughs> she then opens the Bible and begins to read from the passages, the sins of woman. And you're like, fuck man, like.
2: Is that part of the Bible?
0: I don't know, probably.
2: All right, there's a lot of stuff in it. It's a big book. There's a
0: lot of misogyny in there. That's
2: not a lie. There's a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> but,
0: but what does that have to do
1: with their period? Why is she like hitting her with the Bible? The,
0: the periods, isn't it's it like the, the curse? The
1: in no, but I mean, why do you gotta hit her with the Bible? You because don't. Of, oh, you that's don't. unnecessary. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's a Margaret White original <laughs> Um, but yeah, she smacks Carrie in the face with it until she complies and starts repeating after her. She's frightening. Margaret. Margaret. White? White. Oh, yeah. she's terrifying. Piper
2: Laurie brings so much like a commanding power. Yeah. To this role. Yeah. It's, it's scary.
1: At this part, I was like, oh, she's a witch, but not a good one. <laughs> not, right. a yeah, good. Like, not a good one. <laughs>
0: but Carrie tries to tell her that she was so scared she thought she was dying and all these girls are just laughing at her. Margaret just continues to yell and hit her until Carrie repeats, the first sin was intercourse and that Eve was weak. She's like, like, Eve was weak. Yeah, she's like
2: fucking, no, she's like, say it, woman. It's like, God damn. God. The other thing that's really crazy to me, and honestly, one of the saddest little things in the film, Mm -hmm. as she's getting hit, she's still talking. Yeah, like this is not no. She's something this isn't taking that's gonna her, yeah. stop me in my tracks. Did you just hit me? No, this no. This is happens all the time. Everyday life. Yeah. So sad.
0: Um, and I they had talked about in that documentary how they kind of fed off of each other, mm-hmm. and how even when the scenes would get physical, they would just kind of fuel each other into to <laughs> keep like <laughs> their scenes together are insane. No, yeah, oh,
2: their chemistry is just beyond.
0: Yeah. But Margaret starts to cry as she preaches that the Lord visited Eve with the curse of blood. I guess as we kind of were talking about. Mm-hmm. But I kind of wanted to mention the camera work in this scene, because we're either looking up at Margaret from Carrie's point mm-hmm. of view or we're looking down at Carrie from Margaret's point of view. And right. just the back and forth is like Ugh. And the
2: thing is, is about those angles is when you have her looking down at Carrie, that's a belittling angle. Oh yeah. To make her look small. And then yeah. we have her looking up at Margaret, that's a powerless angle to make whoever's in the shot appear more powerful yeah so it's per. it's the camera work we're going to talk in a bit they do some very interesting stuff Mm -hmm. in this film
0: but carrie just says again that she should have just told her and she should have just told her but margaret drops to her knees and takes carrie's hands and she prays to god for carrie's sinful ways Mm -hmm. because if carrie never would have sinned then she would have never gotten the curse of blood which is that's not how it works wow
2: hey did she go through the same sex education that we did in high school
0: (laughs) did you uh, in my health class we had to sign a paper promising to stay virgins until we were married does any other state do that was
2: that legally binding because (laughs) 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 yeah because we had to sign that in our high school
0: i didn't sign mine in high school health class i think it was my senior year and they told us what? all this stuff
2: was a sin. And yeah. they told us that condoms are like 5% effective. Yeah. And
0: <laughs> condoms yeah. don't uh, do anything. Yeah.
2: I don't even know why you buy them.
0: Yeah. So if you took health that. in Texas, I'm sorry. Guys. Yeah, me too. Because holy I'm, shit. Like, really? did Does any other state do that? No, because our just teacher I, was
2: basically Margaret did,
1: White. <laughs> they didn't do any of that at our high school. Really? They gave us condoms.
2: Oh, no. Oh, no. No, yeah, no, not yeah at all. don't. It's they, where
1: these don't
0: have unprotected sex.
2: They burned us. No, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: we didn't go to the same school. No, no.
2: Yeah.
0: But anyway, um Carrie says that she hasn't sinned, and Margaret tells her that she can see it on her, just like God can. Like, Lady, <laughs> God damn.
2: So she's got the eyes of God now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but she literally drags Carrie through the house into a closet next to the kitchen, and like throws Carrie inside and Mm -hmm. leaves her in there, closes the door and stands against it and starts praying. In the closet, Carrie is screaming at the top of her lungs and banging on the door to be let out. But she finally just stops and lights a candle next to this horrifying sculpture. Growing up, I always thought it was Jesus. So did I. But I guess it's, saint sebastian
1: i i don't know like the fish (laughs) from no no you know what i'm talking about right little mermaid or some shit right
0: i think that's what it is that's what it was named after it
2: kind of looks like present day weird owl it's (laughs) but when i was very creepy i always thought it
0: looked exactly like margaret
2: it yes the eyes and the hair yeah it looks a lot like like, like her
0: like is that on purpose
2: considering that interesting very very
0: yeah but Carrie just looks up at it and prays because again, this is not this does not seem to be like this has never happened before. Right. No, this is Thursday. Isn't yeah? Isn't Margaret like go to your closet like, yeah. like This is it. It's horrible. But and
2: I would like to say I am not a religious man in the slightest. Not? No, I know it's a big <laughs> surprise, but I do know that this is not typically how it goes. This is no, religious no. zealotry. Run amok. Run amok and absolutely child abuse.
0: 100 right right but there's
1: i knew a few people in school their parents not to, to I this gonna say, extent to throw them in the
2: closet. but
1: they were bad like that like kids you couldn't they wouldn't let them go out anywhere they would you know what i mean just mm-hmm. school and home and they would have to go to church every like two two times on sundays and on wednesdays and this and that and i was like jesus christ dude
2: sounds like a lot of work yeah
0: <laughs> one might say too much yes yeah. um I would. But that night, Margaret is just calmly using her sewing machine. like Nothing ever happened. Mm -mm. And Carrie quietly comes out of the closet. Margaret stops and kind of stares forward. Carrie just thanks her. And Margaret's like, you can go to bed now. No dinner? No. (laughs) (laughs) The prayer was dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Carrie kisses her on the cheek before going upstairs. And Margaret smiles like, job well done.
2: Yeah. Mother of the year.
0: I just saved her soul. That's
2: the thing is that she... She really thinks thinks she's doing the right thing. uh, If
0: you look at this movie from Margaret White's perspective, Mm -hmm. it's scarier. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Because she really does. She thinks she's doing the right thing. This is not abuse in her mind. No. But upstairs, Carrie stands in the mirror and is just crying. There's a picture of Jesus behind her. Like, he's like, Carrie, come on now.
2: (laughs) See, I, to me, I don't mean to get too, like, you know, heady or whatever, but. Carrie in the mirror with Jesus over her shoulder she feels trapped oh yeah and that shot is her internal struggle literally like, she's trapped in a box yeah Jesus on her back I mean
0: no that's a very good point
2: point. and then what happens next is basically the film you know what y- I mean yes 100% yeah.
1: that uh, picture that kind of to me <laughs> looked like Dave Chappelle when he plays <laughs> Prince yeah <laughs>
0: I don't know why. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I was like, "That's not Jesus." She's a big fan. Dave Chappelle.
0: (laughs) Game (laughs) (laughs) blouses. Anyway, (laughs) as Carrie's looking at her reflection, the mirror kind of starts flexing, and in the novel, that is what she calls it when she's able to move stuff or. It feels like she's flexing, right. and I feel like that was a really good visual representation right, right. of of that.
2: You think that's why Ari Aster used that word in *Hereditary*?
0: Ooh, yes. Now I do. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but downstairs, Margaret is singing to herself as she sews and is completely ignorant to what's happening upstairs. Mm-hmm. Upstairs, though, the mirror continues to flex until it shatters, and like you said, I feel like that—that that it's such a visual representation of what is happening yes
2: and i would like to say that the music that goes on while the flexing and the shattering Mm -hmm. is the violin from it is from psycho Psycho. yes the interesting point about that which i saw in a documentary called visualizing carrie Mm. is that bernard herman who did the music for psycho who's like a prolific composer was supposed to do the music for this, but he passed away.
0: Oh, man.
2: And so the composer that took over, this motif was kind of a tribute to Utilized it. Oh. I love oh. that. So I thought that was very sweet, honestly. Yeah. And it comes up more than once. And oh, it, it, yeah. I know. So it
0: fits, too. It, <laughs> does. Like it It perfectly fits. Very, very well. But Margaret hears the shattering downstairs and goes to see what happened. She tries to open Carrie's door, but it's locked, and she demands that Carrie open it, and she's like, it is open. We see that she's just kneeling in her room.
2: Yeah. The thing was is that Margaret seemed genuinely concerned about Carrie and I thought she was <laughs> thought she was gonna be more like, you know, pissed yeah. Yeah. after what I just saw. But she was like, Carrie? I'm like, what the well, fuck? Well again,
0: in her mind, she <laughs> she's, is only yeah. being good to her. She's trying to save her. Right, yeah. right. Like uh, ugh, that's ugh. <laughs> 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 it's the scariest part of the fucking movie. Mm-hmm. But um, Margaret asked what that sound was and Carrie's like, well, I don't know what you're talking about.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sound? Uh... Yeah.
0: Margaret's like, you can go to bed now and leaves. And now alone, Carrie just looks up at the mirror.
2: Which is back in place. Thank you.
0: It, 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 it's just shattered, I, but the glass is back yeah. up. I
1: wanted to ask that, too, because you clearly see it fall
0: out. All yeah. It. All, yeah. And then now
1: it's fine.
2: Yeah. I don't know if she fixed it with her power. Right, I would right. assume so
0: quick yeah <laughs> she's like this bitch is gonna come up here <laughs> <laughs> so the next day carrie sits in the back of the class taking notes as mr Fromm, played by sydney Lasick, reads a poem while walking up and down the aisles of the classroom mm-hmm. <laughs> tommy ross played by william Cat, does not look interested now i know that we've talked about a lot of trivia in this movie but this might be the most important one Nine short years after this film,
3: mm-hmm.
0: William Cat would go on to star in the greatest horror film of all time, hmm. House.
2: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> How did I know you were going to work that in here? I
0: had to. You love it so it's much. William Cat. Also, this is actually an interesting, interesting <laughs> of <to> trivia. <laughs> for the auditions or for the readings of, well, I guess it was technically the readings for Star Wars George Lucas was holding mm-hmm. and Brian De Palma was just kind of there William Cat actually read for Luke Skywalker. The fuck? Yeah, and ended up... Brian De Palma was like, hmm. Mm, yeah, yeah, I like that kid. I and, read... Ended up being Tommy Ross.
2: Amy Irving and Sissy Spacek read for Princess Leia.
0: That's crazy. <laughs> and
2: <laughs> by all accounts, I guess if it was a dual audition, Carrie Fisher probably read for Carrie.
0: Oh, man. I can't, I can't yeah. even imagine that. So
2: that's interesting. <laughs> yeah.
0: But anyway, the house is amazing. But... um. <laughs> When Mr. Fromm finishes the poem, we learn that Tommy was the one who wrote it. Mr. Fromm comments that this is very different than running touchdowns and hitting home runs, and Tommy laughs. Mr. Fromm then asks if anyone has any criticisms, and when nobody answers, Carrie quietly muses, It's beautiful. Of course, the entire class laughs at her.
2: And this is where I hate the teacher.
0: Yeah, no, because even Mr. Fromm starts mocking (laughs) her.
2: And he's going in on her. It's like... You're the adult
0: in yeah. the room. Everyone is having a great time kind of laughing and roasting her and Tommy looks pissed off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As Mr. Fromm continues to mock Carrie, Tommy goes, You suck.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no lies detected. No. But this is also where we get that diopter shot.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: That is basically Jordan Peel. I us. thought of it
0: immediately. <laughs> yeah. But the teacher turns on him. <laughs> And I remember we used to say this when we were kids Tommy did you, <laughs> you say, say something Tommy? Tommy But Tommy's like I said "Ah, shucks And then <laughs> they the left. class laughs even harder
1: Why is that one girl Dressed like Mario I didn't even catch that
0: <laughs> I, <didn't either>. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had I was like what the
2: fuck I was just laughing at the look on the teacher's face He's like I can't dispute that Because yeah. <laughs> I didn't really hear him But alright I'll give him the benefit of the doubt
0: Sure ah, shucks uh-huh. <laughs> The next thing we see is P.E. class and Miss Collins is calling roll in the gym as the custodian scrubs off Carrie White eats shit written on the wall. Mm
2: -hmm. Which again, I'm like, that's not even bathroom graffiti. No, this is on the
0: wall of the gym. (laughs) How
2: ate up are you with Carrie White? Who's really winning here?
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) These are fans, Carrie. Seriously. But Carrie looks in through the door and immediately leaves before anybody sees her. Miss Collins calls the girls to line up, but they continue to sit and talk on the bleachers and Miss Collins is not having it and she yells at them. Everyone listens and gets in line except for Chris, who has to be told again.
2: I I already have so much sympathy for Carrie going into this scene. Part of me wanted to see her just one by one fighting these girls. <laughs> I swear to God.
0: I would have loved that.
2: Mm hmm. Like an old kung fu movie,
0: (laughs) or like old boy. Yeah, there
2: you go. Just working her way through the hall. I know they're
1: all assholes, but I love every girl's hair in this movie. Oh
0: my god, the hair Uh, is fucking fantastic. Not just the girls. Can we talk about Tommy Tommy Ross's hair? It's
1: wow. It's
0: (laughs) I love it. It's fantastic. But when Miss Collins tells Chris to take the gum out of her mouth, Chris is like, "Well, where should I put it?" And Miss Collins is like, you can choke on it for all I care. And I feel like at this point, everybody's like, oh, oh we're fuck. in trouble. Yeah. <laughs>
2: this, a, this is about yesterday, isn't it?
0: <laughs> I knew you were going to bring this shit up. <laughs> but after Norma gets in trouble for smiling, Miss Collins tells the class that they did a really shitty thing to Carrie White yesterday. And did anyone ever stop to think that she has feelings too? But they're probably all too busy thinking about prom. And she asks Chris who she's going with because she can have her pick. And she tells Miss Collins, Billy Nolan. And she makes her repeat it like four times. Yeah, she's like, what's that? I'm sorry, I can't fucking. Sorry, can you speak up? <laughs> but uh, Miss Collins is like, isn't he the lucky one? And it's like, oh, fuck. damn. <laughs> but she asks Sue who she's going with. And Sue tells her, Tommy Ross, the one with the great hair. <laughs>
2: The interesting thing about that is Amy Irving mm-hmm. and William Cat were ex-boyfriend and girlfriend. Oh wow. Yeah. And I said that I was going to bring up a picture from earlier. Mm-hmm. There's a picture next to Sue's mom of the two of them when they were actually dating. Oh my
0: god, yeah. that's so cool. So
2: that wasn't a picture taken for the film. It was from their real life. That's yeah, really cool. That's funny.
0: But Ms. Collins says that her idea for their punishment was three days suspension and refusal of their prom tickets. And the girls are immediately mortified. <laughs> Ms. Collins says that it's what they deserve because they really don't understand how horrible what they did was. But that the office decided their punishment is going to be one week's detention, but it's detention with her. And it's going to be 50 minutes every day on the athletic field. And to me, they're getting off really easy.
2: Yeah, because, I mean... They fucking group bullied the shit out of a defenseless kid. Yeah,
0: everyone is pissed. (laughs) (laughs) You're very lucky. Yeah. But Chris comments to Norma that she's just not going to go. And Miss Collins again is not having it. I'm like,
2: headbutter, coach.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kick her ass. Yeah. But she tells Chris that failure to show up at detention will result in three days suspension and refusal of their prom tickets. And no one has anything to say at this point because it's like well, well yeah um, have been defeated yeah and miss collins dismisses them to go dress out for gym but chris reiterates to norma that she's not coming
2: does she really think she could just skip yeah, yeah. She does. well
0: in the in the book it's very much the same but chris's dad is a very well-known lawyer uh. who actually comes and threatens to sue the principal and the school and the coach for cussing at them and saying right. what they did was shitty but um the principal gets pissed off and he's like, OK, you go ahead and file suit and we'll counter sue on behalf of Carrie White for what your daughter did.
2: It's like, damn And it. then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the lawyer right. was like, fuck.
0: So like, you then, better drop down and yeah. give her 10, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> but they kind of cut that part out, I guess, because it doesn't really go anywhere. Right. Not really. Know. We
2: get her character without that.
0: Yeah. She's a little Because
2: we all shit. know this yeah. girl. Yes,
0: we do. But the next thing we see is detention and Miss Collins is not letting anyone slide as she coaches their workout. Norma (laughs) is especially phoning it in and annoying the shit out of her. (laughs) But I really like the playful music that we get during their workout.
2: And there's more diopter shots with her in the foreground and them in the background. Also, I thought some of the shots were kind of like Full Metal Jacket before Full Metal (laughs) (laughs) Jacket. I loved them. I love this section a lot.
0: But we cut to the library as Carrie is flipping through a card catalog, perusing titles that involve miracles and the power of the mind. And so it's kind of like, ooh, she's she's, she's like, educated. I got yeah, I yeah. got something.
2: Is this the first find out at the library in a horror scene? Because they overdo huh. it now.
0: It is. We just talked about it in urban legends. <laughs> exactly. Let's go to the library. But back at detention, Miss Collins has her back turned to the class, like you said, mm-hmm. with the diopter, right? Yeah. <laughs> and she's leading them in running in place. Chris tells Sue that Miss Collins can't get away with this, and Sue's like, "Just let it yeah. go." Yeah.
2: They're over. They're like, "We want to go to prom." Yeah. yeah.
0: Chris is like, "Like hell, I will!" And <laughs> she starts toward Miss Collins, and the rest of the girls stop running, and they're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. <laughs> when she hears them stop she turns to see chris and is like there's still 10 minutes left and there's only 10 minutes left have yeah, been doing it for 40 shut minutes up, yeah. suck it up dude but she's like there's 10 minutes left and chris goes you can shove him up your ass
2: yeah she stops <laughs> and <laughs> that's it. A-
0: she slaps the shit out of chris
2: interestingly i saw on that acting carry documentary betty buckley said that they shot that slap at least 30 times <laughs> <laughs> and Brian De Palma said he wanted her to actually slap her every time and she did.
0: <laughs> did he did he not like her? It was the but 70s. Yeah. Wait, what's funny yeah. though is don't didn't they end up getting married? Yeah, Nancy, Nancy Allen, Allen and, Brian and Brian De Palma, De Palma. ended sh- up I don't the Stockholm syndrome.
2: I had yeah, yeah. very strange but
0: but everyone else is mortified. And Chris calls Miss Collins a bitch. And Miss Collins is like, I'm going to knock you down.
2: <laughs> yeah, she's not playing. I, no. I fell in love with the <laughs> teacher at this point. Exactly. I was like,
0: good for you. She Pump, is not having it. It's like, I'm
2: about to lose my job today. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but Chris pleads that everyone's support. She says she can't get away with it if we all stick together. She looks for support. From Norma, and Norma's like, "Mm -mm."
2: yeah, (laughs) like I already got my dress. (laughs) Yeah, no shit.
0: (laughs) Helen literally starts jogging again. She's like, I'm not, Mm -hmm. but she asks for Sue, and Sue's like, just shut up, Mm -hmm. like let this go. Damn, ten minutes, literally ten minutes. But as she storms away, Chris tells Miss Collins that this isn't over by a long shot, and Miss Collins calls after her, reminding her that she's out of the prom.
2: (laughs) Yeah, she's like, you got no commitment, Vening, you're finished.
0: (laughs) she's done she's out but back at the library carrie looks through a book the secret science behind miracles she reads the definition for telekinesis the ability to move or cause changes in objects by force of the mind and she takes that book with her she's like this seems relevant this is what's happening the next thing we see is the track and tommy is running with the rest of the class but breaks off when he sees sue waiting for him like on the sidelines He happily tells her that the coach told him he made nationals and Sue's like, that's great, but we need to talk about
2: (laughs) what they need to talk about is you got to stop breathing in my goddamn face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But as they walk, she asks him if she asked him to do something, would he do it? And he says, yes. And so she comes right out and tells him, I want you to take Carrie white to the prom. Now (laughs) we cut to a car, right? (laughs) And we see Chris brushing her hair and putting on makeup and listening to Heat Wave. Very good. Driving is her boyfriend Billy Nolan, played by John Travolta. Yeah. <laughs> I was like
1: The man, the myth, the chin. When, <laughs> fucking Travolta.
0: <laughs> when I was watching this preparing, I thought of you. I was like, he's gonna laugh when dude, the scene man. starts.
2: I think my thing, he plays such a small role in this movie. He does. He plays a large role, if you understand. Right,
0: but like visually. Yeah, yeah. and
2: he gets double billing with Sissy Spacek.
0: Because this was Welcome Back Cotter time. Not fair. So he was probably the biggest name in the movie.
2: I like Betty Buckley.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But Billy is on top of the world. He's dancing to the music. He looks down at Chris's boobs, and he is just all smiles. Oh,
1: and his hair. Oh, Oh, talking about hair. Yeah.
0: His friend Freddy, played by Michael Talbot, pulls up in the car next to him and asks him to hang out, but he looks at Chris's boobs again, and he's he like, nah, not, not tonight. Yeah. He's like, hey, he's like, hey, Billy, you want to meet us at Jackrabbit Slims? <laughs> but he does ask for one of their beers, and they toss it to him before driving off, and he's like, all right.
2: <laughs> he's living his best life. Oh, he yeah. Is. Oh, yeah.
0: But he drinks the beer until a cop car pulls up beside him, and he panics and throws the beer into the floor of the car, prompting Chris to call him a stupid (laughs) shit.
2: He couldn't have been drinking that beer sloppier. Oh, no. (laughs) Like, jeez, man.
0: But the cop is literally shining a flashlight into into their (laughs) car, and Billy is smiling like he's posing for pictures. (laughs) But once they drive past, he tells Chris not to call him that. you, You stupid shit.
2: It's not nice.
0: No. But she tells him to just look at what he did, and he does and laughs. Yeah. laughs. She calls him a stupid shit again, and he backhands her, saying he told her not to call him that. Now Brian De Palma wanted him to actually slap her as well, but he refused to, well, uh, and that's why if you're watching, you can it's the you. sound does yeah. not match the little tap that he gives her. And good Which, on like, you, good on you, no, yeah. yeah.
2: That's why I was like, what no, the, slap the, the shit out of her. He's like, no, man. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but he nearly wrecks and she's even more annoyed and calls him a dumb shit. Again, he calls her a fuck before driving over every lane of traffic. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, if only they would have crashed right there.
0: Yeah. What is Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At the Snell house, Sue does her homework as Tommy watches TV. Finally, he turns to her and is like, "I'll do it."
2: Yeah. <laughs> she was probably ignoring him until he until, said yes. "Yeah." Uh, I mean, and but that's a big ask.
0: That's a huge ask. That's their senior prom.
2: Because now she can't go. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's a big deal. And the fact that she's willing to give that up says a lot about her. How mm-hmm. guilty she
0: felt. Yeah. I feel like she was the only one that felt guilty. Right. Yeah. But back in Billy's car, <laughs> finally at their destination, Billy tries to get out and Chris pulls him back, telling him not to be in such a hurry. He's like, I am in a hurry to get yeah. away from you. <laughs> <laughs> she's a pain right in the ass
2: right in it
0: she tells him he doesn't mean that and starts sucking his finger he calls her crazy but is immediately won over yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) this scene the pacing i'm like what is it's so weird Yeah. yeah this is one of the few points that i had a little gripe with
0: but they start to make out and she pushes him off of her he laughs and then they start again and she pushes him off again he's like what's wrong and she's like just wait a minute and starts brushing her hair and calls him ignorant okay yeah um <laughs> he tries again and she says no calling him a dumb shit and he slaps her again i thought i told you never to call me that <laughs> he says now he knows she's truly fucked up <laughs> he's, yeah, he's like, like I'm <laughs>
2: <laughs> going vinnie barberino over there <laughs>
0: but she sweetly calls his name and kisses him again before asking him to do something as she unbuttons his shirt. It's something important. She heads downtown, Mm -hmm. continuing to call his name, which I don't know how she's still saying his name. I was gonna say,
2: not to be coarse, (laughs) but my understanding.
0: But she says, I hate Carrie White. And he goes, who? (laughs) Back at the library, Carrie is looking through another book when Tommy Ross approaches her. He asks how she is, and she says she's fine, but she won't even look up at him. He awkwardly asks her if she would like to go to the prom with him if she doesn't have a date, and she runs away.
2: (laughs) Yeah, she's out of there. It's funny to me because he cans a small talk real fast. Yeah. (laughs) She says she likes to sew, or she's reading about sewing, and he's like, sewing, huh? So, Would you like to go to the
0: prom with me? Speaking of sewing, so So. (laughs) outside, Miss Collins sees Carrie sitting alone and sits down next to her. She asks why she's so upset. And after telling Carrie that she can trust her, Carrie reluctantly says that she was invited to the prom. Miss Collins laughs and seems thrilled for her, asking what's the problem then? Carrie tells her that it's Tommy Ross that asked her and Miss Collins doesn't even falter. She says that's even better. He's cute. Carrie says that she knows who he hangs around with and they're just trying to trick her, which is so fucking sad. Very sad. But Miss Collins tells her maybe not. Maybe he really meant it. And Carrie might just have a terrific time if she went. She tells her that she has a bad attitude about herself and she brings Carrie inside and has her look at herself in the mirror. She pulls Carrie's hair back and says that she's such a pretty girl. She has beautiful eyes and lips and cheekbones. She could try some mascara and some lipstick and that she has beautiful hair. She could put a little curl in it or wear it up. Carrie finally like truly smiles. I feel like we have not seen her happy this entire movie.
2: This, to me, is even sadder because this is what, like, instead of being all Ned Flanders on steroids, this is what her mom should be doing. Should be doing, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, but instead, we get what we get. Yeah. And this just, again, endeared me to Miss Collins even more.
0: 100%. Because Carrie's smiling, and then the camera kind of pans over to Miss Collins, and she's smiling, too, but right before the scene cuts, her Mm -hmm. face looks super worried. Like, she's like, fuck.
2: What if she's right?
0: Yeah. And I really like cause in the moment when she's like, Who are you going to the prom with? And she's asking the girls, it's like, kind of, why are you asking that? But now we know she knows that Tommy was going right, to sue. Right. Mm-hmm. So
2: Because we saw her ask. Yes. Yeah.
0: And you know that doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. You know that. But instead of being like, Oh yeah, just stay away from them, she tries to build up Carrie's self esteem and it's like it's it's just such a sweet moment.
2: Right. There are a few scenes in this film that might genuinely bring a tear to your eye. Yeah. Because of how sweet they are. Mm -hmm. And
0: this is one of them. And that's one of them. But the next thing we see is Miss Collins sitting in the office with both Sue and Tommy. And I love that she did this. Yeah, immediately. Instead of just being like, oh, fuck, they probably are going to trick her again. Well, I got. (laughs)
2: Yeah. I have my own life to worry about.
0: I got a whistle to clean. I
2: I was never a gym teacher.
0: (laughs) But Sue confesses that she asked Tommy to ask Carrie to the prom because it would be a nice thing for Carrie to be able to finally join in. Norma comes in to deliver something to Miss Collins, and Miss Collins asks Sue if she's prepared to stay home on prom night because she knows she can't go without a date. The whole time Norma is just standing there...
2: That's a problem.
0: ...majorly fucking eavesdropping until Miss Collins is like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I thought it was odd. Is it normal that you can't go to prom without a date? Because... Um, I, I don't know I don't. My prom wasn't like that no, I didn't either. go
2: to prom so I don't know <laughs> I went to prom but I had a date
0: I mean I did too but
2: So I mean I can't say they weren't like oh hold on <laughs> 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 Me just trying to stroll in there like Whoa whoa Uh-uh-uh. get the fuck out of here
0: <laughs> I, I don't you know, know the that... rules
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're a loser <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing Yeah
2: me neither I, maybe it's just in Maine <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but after norma leaves miss collins turns her attention on tommy and tommy tells her that this is really just between him and sue and miss collins is like okay we can talk about it here or we can go talk about it in the principal's yeah. <laughs> 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 tommy says it's over anyway because carrie said no and sue is like we'll keep trying and miss collins is like you leave carrie alone yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like poor tommy man it's- Finally, Sue takes a stand and says Miss Collins has no authority to tell them who they can go to the prom with. And she's, she's right. Not wrong. Yeah. She says they're not trying to hurt Carrie. They're trying to help her. Miss Collins asked Tommy if he's worried about looking ridiculous showing up with Carrie. And Sue's like, We don't care how we look. Yeah, why Tommy's are you like, answering for him? <laughs> <laughs> we care a lot. <laughs> But yeah to- no, but yeah
2: that's a good joke i mean not joke <laughs> what i said was a good joke that was a good question no, yeah
0: so yeah tommy didn't look like yeah, he agreed no, no. but miss collins just sighs the next thing we see is tommy pulling up to carrie's house and knocking on the door carrie opens the door and looks terrified to see him she doesn't even open the screen door yeah no she says that her mom is asleep and asks what he wants again he immediately brings up the problem
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one track mind
0: and she says that she already told him no.
2: This is another scene. I know we talked about it off mm-hmm. mic. There's a lot of haze yeah. in the cinematography. Yeah. Part of me was like, is this intentional or did you need to clean the lens? Yeah, <laughs> I, but this is another one.
1: Yeah, I had talked to your sister about it when we were watching it and I was like, I don't.
0: I was like, I don't, I don't know. know. No. He goes, is this just old? Like, <laughs>
2: it's the 70s, man. I don't know.
0: Everything was hazy in the 70s. That. Yeah, I right. wasn't
2: alive, so I don't right. know.
0: <laughs> But she asks him why he's doing this, and he says he doesn't do anything that he doesn't want to. Margaret calls to Carrie from inside, and she's like, you need to go. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Tommy says he's not going anywhere until she says yes. And she keeps saying, I can't, and he's like, yes you can, yes you can, yes you can. Mm. She asks why this is so important to him, and he says it's because she liked his poem. She finally agrees to go and immediately goes inside and closes the door.
2: Yeah. So I know that the point of this is to do something nice for Carrie mm-hmm. yeah. after fucking with her. Yeah. Right. But the end game of this thing, what if Carrie falls in love with Tommy? You know what I mean? The the key to my heart oh, is looking yeah. at me <laughs> <laughs> and he's taking her to prom. That's, yeah. a, that's, that's marriage. Like at least 10 <laughs> times more. <laughs> so I'm just it's it's concerning. It's concerning.
0: But the next thing we see is Billy, Chris, Freddie, and another one of Billy's lackeys walking through the rain and climbing over a mural of pigs into a pig farm, I guess.
2: I mean, you get what you
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Freddie seems all about killing a pig until it's time to. And then he gives the mallet to Billy. He's like, I don't think I can do this. Never mind. Billy jumps into the pen and begins bludgeoning a pig. We don't see the actual <laughs> carnage, but each time he strikes, Chris is like, do it, do
2: it. It's a lot. And she's
0: horrifying. Yeah. I genuinely
2: forget every time I watch this that they, I know I said at the top that I forget. I remember everything, <laughs> but you lied. Yeah, I did. Cause I genuinely forget that they murk a pig.
0: No, literally. I was yeah. like,
2: for some reason in my head, I'm like, well, where do they get the, <laughs> get the pig's blood? Do they just go to the market? From or? the blood aisle at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> where do you get your blood? Simply blood. <laughs>
1: Well, in in Mr. Travolta's defense, (laughs) men do a lot of crazy shit for women. Fair.
0: I mean, all right. So the next scene, we're back at the White House. (laughs) (laughs) And lightning from the storm illuminates a wall covered by a huge image of the Last Supper.
2: No pun intended, but this seems in poor taste. (laughs) (laughs) Am I wrong?
0: (laughs) No. But Carrie and Margaret sit at the dining table in front of it, eating by candlelight for some reason. Margaret points out that Carrie isn't eating her dessert. And when Carrie explains that it gives her pimples, Margaret's like pimples are the Lord's way of chastising.
2: Well, then God hates me. (laughs) 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 because Holy shit. (laughs)
0: but Carrie drops the bombshell that she's been invited to the prom and lightning strikes (laughs) at that moment. It's
2: perfect time and she's like, prom?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Margaret immediately blames Miss Collins for some reason and Carrie tries to explain. She says she's not like Margaret. She's weird, but... mm. (laughs) All right. She wants to try to get along with people and be a whole person so everyone stops thinking bad about her, which like, if your kid told you that,
2: you better feel yeah. bad.
0: Well, let let me tell you what Margaret's response was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she throws her tea into Carrie's face.
2: Now that's not where I would go. <laughs> <off. laughs>
0: but as she throws it into her face, it extinguishes the candles between yeah. them, it's leaving so, the room completely dark.
2: So cool. It's yeah. no, it's
0: it's great.
2: But again, the the same exact thing I said earlier with the book. She, she just, just keeps, keeps going, keeps talking yeah. because this is not abnormal nope. behavior from Margaret.
0: She explains that Tommy is a nice boy and he'll come and meet her before they go and Margaret just keeps yelling no, no, no. When Carrie says that she's already accepted, Margaret stands and tells her to go to her closet. Carrie says no, which from what we've witnessed is not typical. No. Margaret begins to laugh. It's the boys, she says. After the blood comes the boys sniffing like dogs. Carrie puts her hands over her ears and Margaret grabs her speaking directly into her face. She tells Carrie to tell Tommy that she's not going or they're gonna move away. What? (laughs) You were itching
2: for that ten dollars. How are you gonna (laughs) also she was like that smell? I was like, Don't be coarse. Don't don't do that. Yeah,
0: come on. (laughs) Don't do that. Yeah. She starts to walk away, but Carrie grabs onto her, continuing to beg as she follows behind her. She yells at Margaret, and suddenly every window in the house slams shut. Why the windows were open during the storm, I don't know, but now they're not, now they're That's not.
2: That's a great plan. I never even caught that. They're not
0: open anymore. <laughs> Margaret stops ranting and turns to look at Carrie. Carrie quietly tells her that she's going to the prom and things are gonna change around here. Margaret calls her daughter a witch because she has Satan's power. Carrie says it's not from Satan, it's just her. If she concentrates, she can move things and she's not the only one, other people can too.
2: We call it shine. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding.
0: In in the book, it's called TK. It's telekinesis. And like they kind of it's spliced in with like news stories and like characters in the book go on to write books and it's excerpts from their Mm -hmm. books. But it's they talk about like the genetics and how it comes from your mother's side and how probably Margaret's mother had it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: See, and as I said on Talk Mortem, I do start a lot of novels. You
0: do? And you started <laughs> and this And I started one. <laughs>
2: this one. So I did catch on to that. I thought that was an interesting way yes. to tell it. Uh huh. The other thing, though, is how does she know that it's Satan's power?
0: Everything's Satan's power. Mm. But
2: well, Jesus did a lot of stuff, yeah. I've, I've heard. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? If, if
1: Carrie's a witch, then Carrie's a good witch. Yeah. Yes. She's a bad witch. Yes. yes. And we all want to throw water in our kids' faces. <laughs>
3: But you don't I mean, do it. Yeah,
1: you don't. Like, we've talked about that before. Like, what? Uh, the kids are fucking, they'll push every button you have. They'll <laughs> uh-huh. be like, so, what do
0: you think would happen if I just threw this cup on? Is
1: her? this the call of the void? Well, <laughs> yes. But you don't do it. You no. don't you do it. Don't. And
2: Carrie certainly didn't deserve yeah, it. No, no.
1: Because you shouldn't do that shit to them. No. Never. Kids. You even, just, even when they you do just, deserve yeah, about yeah. it.
0: <laughs> you just fantasize. Yeah. But Margaret says the devil is using her just like it used her father and carried him away. And Carrie laughs. She's like, the devil didn't carry yeah, him away. No. He left with another woman and everyone knows it. It's like, <laughs> Carrie's not fucking no, playing and anymore. and I'm
2: glad because yeah. it's like, no, bitch, you <laughs> sent Seriously. him away. It's yeah. like, oh, I didn't know the devil looked like Shirley from the Five and Dime. <laughs> yeah. and that's
0: that's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but Margaret tells her to never use this power and Carrie just says she's going to the prom and she's done talking about it. And the scene
2: just ends. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. She's abrupt. done
0: talking about <laughs> it.
2: The editor's like, yes, ma'am.
0: <laughs> so at the school, still at night, nobody's there. Mm-mm. Billy stands on a ladder pouring the pig's blood into a bucket that he has balanced on the rafters. Below, Chris holds a flashlight for him, calling him a stupid shit when blood drips below. <laughs> When Chris says she wants to go home, Billy tells her to keep her tits on and he'll let her be the one to pull the rope. And she's (laughs) like, yeah.
3: (laughs) Fair (laughs) trade. It's
0: funny watching an interview with Nancy Allen. She said that she... She didn't realize until she saw the movie that her and John Travolta were the villains. She thought they, <laughs> <laughs> she thought they were the comedic relief. And watching their interactions, they are pretty funny yeah, together. Uh, yeah,
2: I feel like they actually... First of all, they have great chemistry. They really yeah. do. Second of all, they really are the bulk of the laughs I got oh, out yeah. of the film. That's Even true. though I hate them.
0: No, they're horrible. But yeah, that made me laugh that she's like, man, we're funny as fuck.
2: (laughs) And then she sees it. She's like, what the
0: fuck? (laughs) I'm awful. (laughs) Back at the White House, Margaret prays, rocking back and forth on her knees and whispering. And Carrie's just altering her dress. She she doesn't give a (laughs) fuck. The next day at school, Chris stands in the background and watches as Freddie tells a guy that I guess is in charge of the prom committee or something. He says that he wants to help out now. And the guy's like, well, we could have used you before. Uh And he's like, well, I want to help now. In fact, I want to be the one who takes the ballots for prom king and queen. He's like,
2: yeah, I love Grimby.
0: (laughs) Reluctantly, the guy's like, okay, if you can be there at 630. And Freddie's like, nah, I'll see you at eight. And the guy's still like, all right.
2: Yeah, But Chris is just like, yes, yes. In the back. It's so fucking weird.
0: Next, we see a beauty parlor, and Norma and Helen sit getting their hair and nails done. I never noticed until watching it this time that Norma's hat is on top of the hairdryer. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's so fucking funny.
2: That is great.
0: But Norma tells Helen that Tommy Ross is taking Carrie White to the prom, and they both cackle. We hear them continue to laugh and make fun of her as we see Carrie walk into a drugstore. Really quick about the character of Helen. They didn't write any lines for her. And so anything that she says is something that Edie McClurg had to make up.
3: That's crazy. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, don't li- I don't know why. but And really, she just says like, what? or yeah. something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not great at improv.
0: No. But back at the school as they decorate for prom. And I don't understand how they were at the beauty parlor a minute ago. But now they're at the school. because yeah. uh-huh. Norma's there with her hat on and her hair is not done. So I don't know if those scenes should have <laughs> been switched. Switched, yeah. <laughs> But as they decorate for the prom, a girl asks Sue if it's true that Tommy is taking Carrie. Sue confirms that it is and says that she asked him to because she felt like they owed it to Carrie. Below them, Chris and Norma look up at Sue and whisper to each other. Norma mentions that Chris won't be at the prom, but Chris is like, "No, nah, I'm gonna be there."
2: Yeah. <laughs> She's like, "So I will see you at the prom?" <laughs> yeah. Or like, "What? <laughs> How the fuck?"
0: Norma says that if Chris is planning something, she wants to be let in on it chris says she'll tell norma later but whispers in her ear when norma asks for a hint next what i can only describe as jive music plays as tommy walks down the street with his <laughs> friends into a tuxedo shop yeah
2: it's funky as shit and <laughs> i'm not mad at it no
0: at that drugstore carrie is trying on lipstick as a woman in the background is just staring at her.
2: Yeah. It. <laughs> it's like so people in town too great yeah. well yeah
0: at that tuxedo shop, though, one of Tommy's friends is trying to convince the other one to get himself a suit for prom. And when the guy's like, I only have 10 bucks, his friend's like, $10, you can rent yourself a nice suit. I was like, oh, my
2: God. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me tell you about <laughs> the minimum wage and inflation.
0: Oh, my God. But I feel like it's a really cute scene. And yeah. his short friend I found very funny. Oh, I don't yeah. know why. It They
2: sped it up i At don't a know point, <laughs> yeah. i don't understand that it
0: this whole scene though
2: reminded me of the camel tail scene in super oh <laughs> 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 i wonder if that was a little homage but i was like i understand you need some levity before what we're about to see yes. right but you're like what? what is this yeah. No, yeah
0: but they try on tuxes and eventually convince their friend and the friend settles on a tuxedo t-shirt <laughs> he's very happy <laughs> this
2: is as far as i'm going yeah, yeah.
0: Back at the White House, Carrie puts on mascara in her cracked mirror next to a picture of Tommy Ross tacked up on the wall.
2: Where'd she get that? I think it was like a
0: newspaper. I mean, he made nationals for track. Oh, that's all right. But she did just like Miss Collins said, and she added a little curl to her hair. And I was like, oh. Just sad. (laughs) Margaret comes in saying she might have known her dress would be red, and Carrie's like, "It's pink." In the book, it is red. Mm -hmm. And. They changed it because I guess the pale pink looked better on Sissy Spacek. Right. And Piper Laurie fought for that line to be kept in because in Margaret's eyes, it is red. Right. Like it's to us, it's pale pink to her. It's red. Yeah. Yeah. Which
2: again, she knows this character. Yeah, Yeah. She fucking,
0: she brought, she killed it. But she tries showing off the corsage that Tommy got her, and we zoom in from the corsage to Carrie's cleavage as Margaret remarks that she can see her dirty pillows. And <sighs> me and my friend Amy used to say this to each other all the time.
2: <laughs> my thing about that is like it just made me laugh that the camera's like zooming in. It did. We know what she's talking about.
1: I, I didn't. Oh, dirty pillows. Like, what the, the fuck, fuck is that? Like, does that? You need to do
0: laundry, or yeah. <laughs> but that's straight from the book as well. But Carrie corrects her, saying they're called breasts and every woman has them. Carrie goes back to putting on lipstick and Margaret tells her that they can just burn that dress and pray for forgiveness. (laughs) A
2: little extreme.
0: Carrie says no. She rushes to the window when she hears a car, but it's not Tommy. Margaret immediately tells her that Tommy isn't coming. Carrie asks her to stop because she's already nervous, but Margaret keeps saying it. When Carrie is unfazed, Margaret starts to hit herself and pull her hair. She's like, Mama, stop hurting yourself. (laughs) It's like is this fruitcake. Man. Is this normal?
2: <laughs> like, I I mean, not normal, normal, but no, yeah. like, <laughs> for normal you. for her. Everybody has their own normal, I guess. But.
0: apparently. But she tells Carrie that Tommy's gonna laugh at her. They're all gonna laugh at her. She says that she'll just tell Tommy she's sick. <laughs> she's like, <Yeah>. it's fine.
2: <laughs> Formulating a plan. Yeah.
0: Carrie yells at her to stop and be quiet. And Margaret looks like she is pushed back onto Carrie's bed. See, so she thinks
2: what she's doing is actually saving Carrie from Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And instead, she's really just ruining the best thing that ever happened to her. And that's why she's fucking laying on the bed like a stuffed animal.
0: (laughs) 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 She hears another car outside, and this time it is Tommy. Margaret gets up, and Carrie yells at her to sit down, and Margaret is pushed back onto the bed again. Carrie tells her to sit there and be quiet until she's gone. And on her way out, she says she'll be home early and that she loves her.
2: Carrie's still in there, it's not, you know? She's not like, you say you fucking sit there. No.
0: It's not a heel turn. It's not. But as she leaves, Margaret mutters, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live.
2: I was like, oh shit. (laughs) God damn. Great.
0: (laughs) Tommy and Carrie pull up to the prom and Carrie asks him to wait before they go inside. He reassures her that his friends are good people and she has nothing to be nervous about. Which I'm like, with her experience, no, they're not they're not good people. No.
2: I know your friends. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I guess it kind of makes her feel better and she does get out right. of the car.
2: Well, here's my question. I see Carrie open the door a little bit and then yeah. shut it. I didn't know if that was a goof, or was that was that Sissy Spacek? Or was that Carrie trying to relish this moment of having Tommy open the door for her?
0: Oh, Hmm. I would say yes because
2: one is kind of funny the other is really sad right very
0: sad but inside the prom is bumping oh yeah the celestial theme is everything the band is doing their thing and everyone is dancing their ass off Sue's friend walks with Carrie as she and Tommy enter but they pass Norma on the dance floor who just busts out laughing at the mere sight of Carrie Sue's friend asks where Carrie got her dress and is astonished to learn that she made it More people see that Carrie is here and they just react in disbelief. Right.
2: Sue, I got to give her a shout out because she is genuinely so selfless to give up her prom. Yeah. She's a teenager. This is everything. This is
0: everything.
2: And she did that for Carrie.
0: Yep. But Carrie admits that she's nervous and Sue's friend tells her that everything will be okay. And she can just sit with them at the Snell house. Sue finds out that it's eight o'clock while she's eating with her family and is like, all right, I'm (laughs) (laughs) going (laughs) to buy leaves.
1: (laughs) She left a whole-ass piece of fucking fire right there. She did.
2: <laughs> She's like, please Don't put that, that in that the fridge. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Dude, I'm not done with yeah. that. Yeah. If I see one more extra pork <laughs> Mark.
0: Back at the prom, a slow song starts to play, and Tommy asks Carrie to dance. She asks if they can just sit there, and Tommy says, yeah, we can do whatever you want. Miss Collins comes over and greets Carrie and tells her that she looks beautiful. Tommy is like, I'll go get us some punch. <laughs> <And> leaves. <laughs> Miss Collins tells Carrie about the mishaps of her own prom making her laugh, but she tells her that the night was still magical. And in that documentary, I saw that Brian De Palma was like, come up with the funny prom story.
2: Just on the spot. And Betty Buckley was like,
0: "Uh, (laughs) I got blistered. Yeah, Yeah. He
2: was six foot seven.
0: uh. (laughs) Looks like it was a cute story. It worked. But she asks if it's magical for Carrie and Carrie admits that it's like being on Mars. Miss Collins tells her that she'll never forget it. Carrie thanks her and hugs her. Tommy comes back to the table and Miss Collins tells them both to have a lovely time and leaves. Tommy sits down and is like, "I better not catch you hugging any guys <laughs> like that."
2: At this moment, watching it this time in my head, I'm like, "Maybe everything will work out." I know. There's, there's Every an alternate, time. yeah, there's an alternate film in my head where prom is great. She emancipates herself from her mom, yes. goes, lives with Miss Collins, goes to college. Like it's, it's like
0: Matilda, exactly.
2: Yeah, it's fantastic and. Uh, sadly
0: yeah not this time Mm -mm. but he asked her if she really has to be home so early and she says that she does because she promised he tells her that some of his friends are going somewhere after prom and she's like oh no you can go ahead and go and he's like no i was gonna ask if you wanted to go and she says yeah you know she's never been there before it's like
2: he's trying to give her the greatest evening experience yeah, yeah he says the beehive which i don't know what i don't fuck know what that, that is, is but... i guess uh, maybe a, it's a malt a shop yeah. hive, but... <laughs> it's an it's a bee sanctuary yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> really popular with the kids mm-hmm. they
2: got the best honey <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he asked her to dance again and she admits that she doesn't know how he tells her that she can do it, and they go out onto the dance floor. They dance as I never dreamed someone like you could love someone like me plays.
2: It's perfect. I it's mean, It's so on the nose. The lyrics say something like, uh, there must be a God because yeah. lovers and all this. And you're like, this is probably what she's thinking. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is her inner monologue put to sappy music. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> when she stumbles, though, she apologizes and says she can't do anything. She can't even dance. But Tommy tells her it's okay and he kisses her, which I don't think was no. part of the yeah. arrangement now with Sue. Now who told
2: you to do that? <laughs> no, Sue's like, what are you doing, no. dude?
0: <laughs> I said, damn. Exactly. Yeah. She asked why they're there together. And he tells her she's there because he asked her. And he asked her because he wanted to, and he wanted to because she liked his poem. But he didn't even actually write that poem. So nobody <laughs> else <did>. She's like <gasps> <laughs> But the important thing is that they're here together and he likes it. They smile at each other and the camera circles around them and they continue dancing and laughing together.
2: So something I saw on the Visualizing Carrie documentary, they have the camera on a circular dolly track Mm -hmm. and they're just spinning around them while they're spinning in the opposite direction. It looks Mm. And with all the colors of the lights, it's an amazing visual. I feel like it's
0: such a... Like you said, like, that's how she feels right now. Like it's very like magical looking almost.
2: But at the same time, it's disorienting. Yeah. yeah. It's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's literally positive and negative what she's feeling. Yeah. I was just dizzy. (laughs) (laughs) It was a lot. Yeah. I also read that they had to come up with their own lines for this part.
0: Oh, wow. And so
2: every time that the camera came to them, they had to say something. And if you notice... (laughs) that happens every time he's yeah. like she's like so why are, you know and then he'll answer when he's around then she'll ask something when she's around it's very wow
0: like, but it works crazy perfectly. So, yeah. so
2: fantastic just excellent filmmaking
0: yes outside sue excitedly shows up and sneaks in kind of the back way to the prom back inside the prom coordinator announces that it's time to vote for king and queen carrie and tommy's names are at the bottom of the ballot he asks if she wants to decline and makes it clear that he doesn't want to. He says if they win, it's just a dance and a picture in the yearbook. They're setting the stage for king and queen, and Carrie says that it's beautiful, but he tells her she's beautiful. Again, I don't think Sue was... No.
1: One of the easiest and oh, best yeah. lines to use.
2: You're
0: Carrie asks who they should vote for. This is his crowd. She doesn't even really have a crowd. Mm-hmm. And he tells her to the devil with false modesty and convinces her to vote for themselves. And, and- she,
2: she's like, the devil. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 she doesn't do that. But I thought it was very interesting considering that. Use that exactly. Yeah.
0: But she does vote for them. And the camera zooms way in on the vote. Mm-hmm. Back at the White House, though. Margaret is pacing around the kitchen before grabbing a carrot and mechanically chopping it on the cutting board, even continuing to chop when the carrot falls out of the way.
2: It's got to be a sin to waste a perfectly good carrot like that, (laughs) right?
0: Atone, Margaret.
2: Exactly. Get in the closet.
0: (laughs) Back at the prom, Chris and Billy peek out. From their hiding place which is just underneath the stage
2: yeah not yeah. really covert no they're
0: right fucking there yeah <laughs> anybody
2: could be like is that fucking yeah. chris and billy
0: well billy's <laughs> like <There "That> people <laughs> under there. billy's like that carrie white is cute or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know why you're here yeah she's like you dumb shit or whatever <laughs> but he says that he thought chris said that carrie and tommy were gonna win and chris said they will win she called in a few favors we cut to norma and freddie collecting all the ballots once gathered they kiss and slyly drop the stack and norma kicks it behind a curtain and takes out a hidden stack of ballots norma hands them off to a table of teachers one of which is miss collins and walks away giving the okay signal to chris and billy still hiding under the states
2: ocean's 11. <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Sue comes from behind the stage to peek in at the prom. From the corner that she peers over behind the lights, we see a rope connecting to the bucket of pig's blood still balanced on top of the rafters. They announce the winners of prom king and queen, Tommy Ross and Carrie White, but we're still peering over the prom from the bucket of blood.
2: Something very interesting about this. Mm-hmm. From the moment when Norma takes the ballot off of their table through to when they, they announce the winners, it's one shot.
0: Oh, man.
2: And it took 35 takes to do oh, because damn. it's so intricate. Oh, yeah. And they follow Norma all the way. They wow. get the shot of the ballots being kicked, the ballots being the taken. okay yeah. signal. Sue coming in over the rafters into the bucket of blood, huh. passed to Carrie and Tommy at the table, the announcement. It is unbelievable that they did this in one shot. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. And I'm a
2: sucker for long takes.
0: Oh, absolutely. And so
2: I'm typically a long take is just people doing you know a long scene but this is the camera yeah no it's a lot so much that went into it very impressive technically
0: almost as good as the charlie work episode is (laughs) (laughs) almost almost (laughs) at their table carrie is shocked and smiling tommy helps her to her feet in slow motion and they walk up to the stage carrie looks beyond happy. Mm-hmm. Everyone applauds. Chris watches as Carrie and Tommy walk right over them to get onto the stage. Sue watches from behind the stage, just as happy as Tommy and Carrie are.
1: These happy shots are really good, mm-hmm. but it makes you sad because you want it, it to stay that it way. Hurts. But like, it hurts. It's like, oh, man. No <laughs> joke,
2: man. Seriously. Because
1: she's really happy and everything, mm-hmm. the music and everything's all fucking, you know what I mean? All <laughs> fantasy. And it's yeah. like, oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, and And it's
2: like yeah, this we know. Yeah, Yeah.
0: (laughs) even if you haven't seen this movie, you know. Yeah,
2: they it's honestly dreamlike. Yeah, it is. And then you get those alternating shots with the nightmare that's to come. Yeah, and it's just again excellent, even if it's fucking tragic as hell. Yeah,
0: but Carrie is given flowers and a crown, and Chris begins to jerk the rope connected to the bucket. The rope moves right next to Sue, and she kind of notices, but looks back at Carrie and Tommy. We pan over the crowd, specifically at Miss Collins, who is clearly overcome with the motion for Carrie.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: On stage, tears of joy are running down Carrie's face, and she smiles as her picture is taken. Chris begins jerking the rope again and again, and Sue notices. This time, she tracks the rope to the bucket that's positioned right above where Carrie stands. She comes out from behind the stage to get a better look at it. And Miss Collins is like, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. Tommy kisses Carrie and the crowd goes crazy <laughs> as Sue tracks the rope back down and sees the silhouette of Chris holding it underneath the stage.
1: Uh, just found out. She's like, fuck. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. This is
0: about to get real bad real fast.
2: The tension of these shots. Yes. Oh, yeah. The lighting, the music. Music, yeah. And then when you see the silhouettes, it's just... The buildup is just incredible.
0: Sue runs to the stage stairs and pulls the decorations aside to see Chris and Billy, of course, arguing. As Chris slaps Billy, (laughs) Miss Collins grabs (laughs) Sue and pulls her away from the stage. We hear nothing but the music, but you can tell that Sue is clearly trying to explain what's going on. Tommy and Carrie watch as Miss Collins pulls Sue away, but Tommy's face is like, "Awesome, Yeah,
1: like, yeah. <laughs> it's
3: like,
2: shouldn't you be like, hey, that's my girlfriend, what's, what's are, wrong? Or like, something's wrong. Yeah. yeah, what are you doing yeah. here? It's
0: very odd, but...
2: I hope he didn't. she didn't see me macking on yeah. Carrie all night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but just as Miss Collins tosses Sue out of the prom and slams the door, Chris pulls the rope. We get one last shot of Carrie smiling before the blood comes down. Her face transforms into total surprise and shock. Tommy looks confused. Everyone stops applauding and all we can hear is the sound of the blood dripping and the bucket hitting the rafters.
2: I thought that was such a great choice. Yes. The sound design rather than hear their shock rather than, you know, they're like, look, this is frozen in time. Mm -hmm. You're Carrie right now.
0: Yeah. This is all you hear. This is all that matters she
1: just made that dress yeah she, she did, did. And
0: she did a great job yeah. too but the entire crowd looks shocked and horrified especially miss collins until norma of course looks around and then bursts into laughter we can't hear it but we don't need to yeah
2: it's the most jovial laughter i've ever seen oh no,
0: yeah no it's like she's elated she like even she <laughs> elbows yeah. the dude she's next like to eh? yeah. yeah you see this shit Tommy looks up at the bucket and begins to angrily yell. Again, we can't hear him, but mm-hmm. you can tell he's like, what, what the, the fuck? hell? Yeah. yeah. As he reaches for Carrie to comfort her, the bucket falls from the rafters, hitting Tommy in the head.
2: <laughs> so here's my question. Does this kill him? Yes, he's dead. Oh, that's too yeah? much. What's stop. the bucket made of? Yeah, stop. Like- stop. <laughs>
0: I don't know, but even in the book, they're like, "It's a mercy that 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 was it for him. He doesn't have to to deal with anything else that happens.
2: Hit him just right. Yeah, he's dead. Does he have that Fontenelle like baby thing? Did it never heal?
0: Tommy Ross is a newborn. <laughs> <laughs> he grabs at Carrie before falling to the ground. But yeah, he's he's done. Wow. Norma continues to laugh, and we see that her laughter is spreading like a disease to others in the crowd. Everything else is still silent, but we hear Margaret White's voice saying over and over, they're all going to laugh at you. We see Carrie, her hair flat to her face with the blood, completely drenched now she grabs her head and stares out into the crowd. We see like kaleidoscope vision of everyone in the crowd Mm -hmm. laughing, Mm -hmm. along with the steady current of Margaret's they're all gonna laugh at you. We hear the girls chanting, plug it up, plug it up. We hear the principal saying, we're sorry, Cassie, and we hear Miss Collins, trust me, Carrie, you can trust me. It's like she's, it's all here, like she's just breaking. My only question though, I don't think Miss Collins was really laughing at her.
2: I don't think the... So it
0: makes me wonder who was actually yeah, laughing.
2: I don't think she was. I doubt the principal was. Yeah. I think the kids probably were. Yeah. Maybe not even all of them. I wouldn't mm-hmm. I wouldn't
0: think all of them. I
2: think this is just her mind. Right, right. They're
0: all against me. Exactly. Yeah. And then
2: especially with the shit her mother fed her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like, it's got to be all of them.
0: Yeah. Every single <laughs> one of them. <laughs> yeah. But it makes me sad that... Miss Collins telling her she can trust her is one of the things she hears because that was genuine. Yeah, she
2: could trust her.
0: It it makes me sad. Very. Chris and Billy run from beneath the stage laughing their asses off.
2: The other thing about them running away is that it's silent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that made me wonder even more because you hear them moving through and like laughing and stuff, but you don't hear the laughter coming from the prom. You're right.
0: So yeah. Yeah. With wide eyes, Carrie looks back at the crowd, no longer horrified. Mm-mm. We get a split screen with Carrie on one side and Chris and Billy running out the door on the other. Carrie looks over at them and the door slams, but they like barely made it out. We see the other doors in the building on the left side and Carrie looks in their directions on the right side of the screen and all those doors slam shut too. I hope that made sense the way I said
2: it. I thought that was such a great choice to split the screen. Right. Yes,
0: I... I read that most of this scene was filmed that way Mm -hmm. but they decided just to use a little bit here
2: brian de palma said some of this is fucking stupid because he said that (laughs) he's like he's like this doesn't need to be split and then he picked the uh, clearly best right right right
0: but carries half of the screen slides to the other side and when she looks up at the lights they change to red
2: so i just have a couple things here one She's bathing them in red. Yes. Much like they just did to her. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is fantastic, poetic, and this is mm-hmm. kind of poetic justice. But mm-hmm. the other thing is that I saw on AMC's backstory, mm-hmm. Brian De Palma said that the producer asked him on set, because this whole scene took two weeks to film. Right. This prom Good sequence. Lord. And they asked him, they were like, Look, can we do something other than blood? And he's like, what, what confetti, blue paint? Wait, he's like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? To drop about? on her? Yes. Oh,
0: my God. And Brian De
2: Palma's like, no. No. <laughs> and I'm so glad, because we talk a lot about studio meddling. Right, right. If they would have gone with what anything- else it, What else yeah, could it be? It had Car to have been- her? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking George Washington. Yeah. It, it had to be blood. And it ties in with the shower. It's, yeah. P- it's yeah. perfect. And in the right. book,
0: they- Chris and Billy keep saying pig's blood for a pig as they're preparing for all of this.
2: It couldn't have been anything else. No. Yeah.
0: Sue bangs on the doors to be let back in and another set of doors slam on Billy's lackeys and Norma's right behind them. And I guess they're like stuck in the doors.
2: I thought they were getting electrocuted because I there was like a...
0: Maybe, I don't, I'm not sure. I, I saw in the <laughs> subtitles
2: they said shocking noise or something and I was like, but I don't hear it.
0: No, yeah. <laughs> like,
2: I guess they're just getting smushed. Yeah. <laughs> Smooshing noise. Yeah.
0: But Norma starts screaming for help. It's like, oh, now it's not yeah. funny. Mm. But everyone at the prom begins to panic.
2: Sometimes you got to make yourself laugh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> this is all for Carrie.
0: The door concealing the fire hose opens and the water turns on full blast hitting the people trying to leave. People are thrown into tables, thrown across the room, knocked over by the water. It is full-blown panic on the floor while Carrie stands perfectly still on the stage. Miss Collins comes to try to aid Tommy, who is still just down. Yeah, yeah. A guy tries to climb out the window, but the hose makes short work of him.
2: Yeah. I love that she's like, uh, no, no one's getting <laughs> yeah. away. I don't even know who the fuck you are, but...
0: I don't know what part of that you didn't understand.
2: And his stuntman just crashes through that table. Oh, yeah. It's tough.
0: But the hose turns on Norma. She's knocked down and we get a shot of her unconscious as the hose continues to spray her in the face. Now, the hose, she's just supposed to lay there and get sprayed by it or whatever. It literally busted her eardrum. The force of the water going into her ear. I was like, good lord. No, it's tough. I
2: I saw on one of those documentaries... PJ souls said that it knocked her out the pain because her eardrum. And so after the scene was done, they took her to the hospital. But part of that is in the film,
0: but they finished the scene. Yeah. (laughs) She's a
2: professional, I guess (laughs) you gotta
0: just, just step around PJ.
2: (laughs) It's the seventies. Brian De Palma said,
0: (laughs) Mr. Fromm and Principal Morton try to take control of the microphone and Carrie turns the hose on them. Principal Morton is electrocuted immediately and falls to the floor dead along with a student who grabbed onto him. Miss Collins stands against a wall and calls out to Carrie. Carrie turns her attention on Miss Collins and makes the backboard from the basketball hoop fall into her, slamming her against the wall. I guess basically cutting her in half.
2: Okay, <laughs> just a couple quick things here. This was the point of contention that I had. I understand you have to kind of make Carrie look indiscriminate as yeah. far as who she's killing. Yeah. Because she's got to kill everyone. But I feel like, especially considering the novel, Miss Collin should have lived.
0: I agree. Because she does live in the novel. It
2: upsets me a lot because I love this character so much. Mm-hmm. Me too. And... She died after having done everything right.
0: Yeah, she did nothing wrong,
2: and that's very upsetting,
1: right? But if she's in like a blind rage, she doesn't give a shit, and that's true. I feel, you know? I feel like that's and
0: that's the where point, they're going. But with yeah, it, it, like it really sucks. No, still, yeah,
2: still hurts yes. a lot. <laughs> the pain never goes away.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but Miss Collins is killed. Chris and Billy watch from the window in horror. Mister Fromm grabs the microphone again, and I was like, "Didn't I just see your ass?" <laughs> <like, try." laughs> Like I ain't dead yet. (laughs) (laughs) This time he is electrocuted, and he falls into the wall behind him. He catches on fire, and then the entire wall catches on fire.
2: Amazing!
0: It blazes behind Carrie,
2: and she was clearly very close to that flame. Oh yeah, in real life, and it's just such an amazing visual.
0: Stiffly, she comes down from the stage and walks through the chaos that she's created. From outside the building, we see the doors open on their own, and Carrie exit the prom, silhouetted against the flames still raging inside. Next, we see her walking down the middle of the street as a fire truck screams past her. Coming up behind her, Chris is driving Billy's car, and decides to just run Carrie over. Well,
2: they were watching the whole time, so they're like, "Look, we need to. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get we this. Gotta take care of this." <laughs>
0: With one look behind her at them, the car is forced to swerve around her and catches on fire. We see Billy and Chris inside the car as it rolls over and over. And after it lands, one look from Carrie and it explodes.
2: If looks could kill, she would be an Uzi. (laughs) Now, (laughs) the the second thing I have for that (laughs) is the fucking vehicle when it rolls. They don't roll with the vehicle the camera no you they literally roll the frame you can tell (laughs) and you can tell but in the moment you're not taken out of it and it's such a smart budget filmmaking situation decision
0: for sure plus it was safer for them (laughs) very much (laughs) (laughs) but carrie finally arrives home and we see that there's lights on inside and the front door is open Mm -hmm. entering the house she sees it completely filled with lit candles she looks into her mother's room to find it empty, but there's candles burning on her bed.
2: Margaret was busy while she was working. She's <laughs> like, like,
0: I'm gonna chop- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> try <Lighting> candles. <laughs> she cautiously walks upstairs and into the bathroom, completely missing her mother, who dressed in white, is standing behind the bathroom door like a fucking creep. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the way that the light of the bathroom reveals her. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's so cool. It's
0: creepy as hell but she runs herself a bath and washes all the blood off sobbing as she does so. And I feel like this was more of a, a job for a shower. Yeah. yeah. but She made her choice. I mean, I'm or a shower man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> she just moves the soap. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but she gets the job done. She did. Yeah. Cause she's completely clean. When she gets out, she puts on her nightgown and leaves the bathroom. She calls out for Margaret who silently comes out from behind the door. So she was there that whole time yeah. just waiting. Hmm. Once Carrie sees her, she hugs her and begins to cry. Now, this is a major difference from the book because she came to kill Margaret, mm-hmm. right? In the book,
2: <laughs> a little different motivation. She also,
0: here. she also doesn't just fuck up the prom; she destroys the entire town. Good for her. Good for her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: you're doing amazing, sweetie. Yeah. But the other thing is that I think that it works a lot better in this film. I t- I agree. For her to come home to her mother. To almost be like, you were right.
0: Her, and yeah. I feel like that's what it is. Because she's know? like, they did laugh at me. Yeah. But Margaret lets go of Carrie and drops to her knees. Carrie asks for her mother to hold her, but Margaret ignores her. Instead, she says she should have killed herself when he put it in her. It's like, mom, All mom, right. please. Yeah. <laughs> this is about me. <laughs> this.
2: Whole, I had a bad night.
0: This whole speech mm-hmm. that Margaret gives is word for word in the novel. And Brian De Palma wanted to cut it out because he said it was too expositional this far into the film. And Piper Laurie is like, no, we need this. And Mm -hmm. again,
2: she's right. thank you Piper. It's absolutely necessary, I thought.
0: 100%, but she explains that they weren't married the first time that she and Carrie's father, Ralph, I guess had sex and Mm -hmm. Ralph said that it would be fine. But now she knows that sin never dies. She says that they lived sinlessly at first, sleeping in the same bed, but never having sex until one night she could tell he had that look in his eye. They got down to pray, but ended up doing it. Instead, they just got down. (laughs) And she cries as she admits that she liked it. She tells Carrie that she should have given her to God when she was born, but she was too weak, and now the devil has come home to her. She says that they'll pray, and Carrie's like, Yeah, let's just pray. (laughs) Please stop talking. She drops down to her mother and Margaret strokes her hair and says that they'll pray for the last time. She begins to pray and Carrie joins her, but Margaret reaches out and grabs a stashed knife. She raises it and stabs Carrie.
2: The saddest thing about this is once she's stabbed, the look of shock on her face, but she still reaches out for her mother (sighs) as she tumbles back.
0: I just want to talk about the parallel of her finally feeling accepted and part of something at prom mm-hmm. for it to be ripped away from her when the blood hits her and then now this moment of her mother finally holding her and stroking her hair and being a mom and then it's ripped away from her when she fucking Again. stabs her
2: mm-hmm. and on a superficial level she did just clean up <laughs>
0: i just got the blood off i just cleaned my yeah. back
2: <laughs> Back. and why does she look
1: so happy her mom well because she thinks she's doing the yeah, right thing yeah, she thinks yeah, she's doing something on. good she's Stop fucking it. horrible she's
0: saving her daughter Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Mm-mm, i disagree yeah. <laughs> no but the score for the film takes over which i love this like weird theme and i yes. feel like it only plays when the two of them are together but
2: it's like their theme
0: yeah But like you said, Carrie realizes what happens and she falls down the stairs. Mm -hmm. And Margaret, like you said, is smiling when she comes downstairs and makes the sign of the cross with the knife. Mm -hmm. We see from Carrie's view as she crawls backwards away from Margaret as her mother continues to advance on her knife raised and still smiling. Carrie stops against the door and tries to open it, but it won't. Margaret raises the knife again and Carrie uses her mind to raise a knife from the kitchen and stab Margaret through the hand, causing her to drop her own knife. She sends sharp object after sharp object, pinning her other hand and stabbing her through the chest and stomach, mirroring the statue that she was forced to pray to in the closet.
2: And it's, again, I love reincorporation. Yes. It's like one of my favorite things about films, those little circles. The thing about the knives... I saw on Eli Roth's History of Horror, Piper Laurie talked about how that was achieved. And it was basically the sharp objects were attached to wires. And she had a metal kind oh of God. garment on under her gown with blocks of wood where all the sharp objects would connect. And huh. so they would just send them on wires through the air into those what blocks of wood. But what if
0: Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, exactly. Yeah. it will be
2: all right. But the visual that's achieved is amazing. I just am very glad she's okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I was a little confused because mm. the mom's making some noises.
0: Well, listen. Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: I also had some questions yeah. <laughs> there.
0: She does moan a lot and mm. laugh before finally dying with her head lolling over to the side with a quiet smile on her face. Now, Brian De Palma had called for her to just die. To mm-hmm. just get stabbed and die. Right. And Piper Laurie was like, no, this is the best thing that's ever happened to her. She's finally going where she wants to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is pure okay. ecstasy and pure pleasure for her. And again, would the same thing be achieved if she just Bleh, and died? Yeah. But it's like it
2: wouldn't have been. God
0: damn. That adds so much. Her like and Carrie even looks away like, God damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <She'd-> <laughs> get a room. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I agree 100% and it's just is a testament to how much sometimes an actor knows the character more than the director. Does. Right. And she
0: clearly did. Yeah, but like that, she I, I get did. that now. Yeah. That makes sense. but we pan out and see her surrounded by candles nearly crucified against the door frame. Carrie finally rises to her feet and screams pulling the knife from Margaret's hand. She catches Margaret's body as it falls and hugs her. But just then the house begins to fall in. And in the book, they talk about when Carrie was a little girl and she got mad because Margaret was being Margaret and stones rained on the house, Mm -hmm. like busted through the roof. And I feel like that's what it looked like at first.
2: I can explain that. Please. They filmed the scene that you're talking about at the beginning where... A young Carrie is talking yeah. to a neighbor woman. Yes. And then she's sunbathing exactly. and then Margaret's
0: like, that's when the dirty pillows come into play mm-hmm. and that, yeah. And
2: she gets pissed off, the stones rain from the sky. The problem was whenever they filmed it, the stones just flat out looked like rain. But hmm. they were like, Well, you know, we can still have this payoff later when we have the house destroyed. Right. Uh. So what they did was that they had a machine that was going to rain stones right. on the house, the exterior that they built, but the machine jammed. <laughs> And the worst part is that the machine jammed after they filmed the interior shots of stones coming through. Yeah. Oh, so you see those <laughs> shots in the yes, film. Right. That's, that's what it looks like. And they kind of had no choice. Mm. It's not exactly what they wanted, but it's effective. Right. It right. Even if you don't get the exterior. Mm-hmm. But they came up with a second solution of destroying the house, which we'll talk about in a second.
0: All right. But she pulls Margaret from the wall and takes her into the prayer closet. The house bursts into flames and continues to shake and collapse. We see Carrie bleeding from the mouth as she finally dies in that prayer closet, still holding on to her mother. We close in on that horrifying sculpture with its bright eyes. And from outside, the house is now no more than a pile of rubble as we fade to black.
2: And the fire was the other plan. Right. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, the stones don't work. Fucking burn it down.
0: Burn that shit down. Yeah. At the Snell house, Mrs. Snell sits next to Sue as Sue sleeps uneasily. Mrs. Snell gets up to answer the phone and is relieved that it's her friend. She says she couldn't handle one more reporter. She tells her friend that Sue is better, but she's sleeping too much, even though that's to be expected. She says that the doctor says that Sue is young enough that she'll forget all about it. And I kind of call bullshit.
2: (laughs) She's 17.
0: But that she didn't let Sue go to any of the funerals. And they plan to go away for a while as Mrs. Snell speaks. We see into Sue's dream. She wears a white dress and carries a bouquet of flowers. She approaches the crater that was once the white house. There's a for sale sign in the shape of a cross with the sentiment. Carrie white burns in hell written over it. Sue kneels down before it with tears in her eyes and places the flowers down. Suddenly carries bloody hand reaches through the ground and grabs Sue's arm. Sue wakes up screaming and her mother holds her as she continues to cry and scream, holding her arm and shaking. She's like hysterical. (laughs) The music swells as we zoom out from them. It cuts to black and the credits roll.
2: Interestingly, I saw in Visualizing Carrie, Mm -hmm. that documentary, the dream sequence was filmed backwards and you can tell because the car in the background as she's walking oh, moves backwards. wow. Yeah. <laughs> so they actually filmed her from the grave back and then they put it backwards to where she's walking towards the grave. Yeah. Well, it is like it, a real yeah, weird right. yeah. like Yeah, I yeah. thought so, so that was interesting. And that scene is like King of the Haze. We were talking about yes. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I saw on one of the documentaries on the DVD that, you know, that's her real mom. Mm-hmm. And she said that, Amy Irving went completely like she was so hysterical that she swore that she was like, Amy, it's okay. It's okay. Amy, it's okay. It's
2: like, ah, oh, shit. And she yeah. was scared that,
0: that when the film came out that she was going to be calling her Amy and the thing. And she was like, but it didn't make it. in." Yeah. No,
2: the music was too loud. Yeah. The screams, wow. you know.
0: But so what did you guys think of Carrie?
2: I love this movie. Yes. Still, um, even after all these years. I think that my appreciation for it only grows. Definitely. And I think that it's a special film, honestly. There is very little to nitpick about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that it it's also great that it's a faithful adaptation. It is. Um, it's funny to me because I think about him seeing this and being like, hell yeah. And then him <laughs> going to see oh. The Shining and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I love this movie. It's technically impressive emotionally impactful the performances are amazing Mm -hmm. the writing is great the i can't say enough performances are iconic yeah i mean come on
1: i really like this movie too yeah i think the cast is great the only thing and you're right there's no nitpicking but the (laughs) only thing is i wish carrie lived but I mean, that's a, I
0: I do too. I just don't know how that would have gone. I don't well, know either. Uh, and she I, lived and left. Well, the
1: the thing is, is like she went she like through the en- incredible Hulk, yeah, <laughs> like going down to town. <laughs> she went through enough bullshit. I don't feel yeah, like she, she should have died. I agree. But then again, I mean, who knows what they would have done with the sequel and then fucked it up.
0: I think there is a sequel, but I've never had any desire. To I know there's
2: a remake <laughs> to watch but it. But I, no, I think there's both. too. It's called what? The Rage. Yes, and I believe is it Amy Irving? I think she's in it.
0: I think I think as so too. Sue, which we yeah, don't need don't, to talk about no. it. No.
2: <laughs> and again, like you said, I did say no nitpicking, but I do wish Miss Collins lived. Agree. Oh no, yeah. But that's neither here nor there. I guess. No, yeah.
0: I love this movie. I think that's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Um. In the book, she doesn't die with Margaret. Mm-hmm. She still dies, but I think visually the way she dies in the movie is mm-hmm. more impactful right. and like poetic almost. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if I had my pick, she would have lived. Miss mm-hmm. uh, Collins would have lived. Her name is Miss Des Jardin in the novel, and I don't know why they changed <laughs> it. like, Collins
2: is easier to say. Yeah, <laughs> probably, uh, so just, yeah.
0: And I'm sure most people know this story, but I like it, so I'm gonna tell it anyway. And uh obviously this was Stephen King's first novel. He had right. written short stories for magazines and such, but I think he was still like teaching high school or mm-hmm. you know, but he had started this book um based on kind of two girls that he had gone to school with. Mm-hmm. Kind of melded them cuz they right. both ended up passing away. But he started it and kind of felt like he had no business telling such a feminine story. Right.
2: It's honestly surprising. It's
0: it is and people who critique him for not writing female characters properly i hard uh, it's a hard disagree for me but he threw it in the trash Mm -hmm. and went to go watch tv and his wife went in the room found it in the trash read it and was like no you need to finish this right and this started everything for him uh he sold this for twenty five hundred dollars
2: that's kind of sad (laughs) it's
0: insane (laughs) It's crazy, but this is what started everything. And so it's like, what if the novel had never been written? What, you know, it's, it's just.
2: There, there would be so much that we missed out on. Yeah. And
0: it's like the story itself. There's a magic to it that we even have it. How would you not
1: like, I don't understand. I I don't either.
0: I don't know, but I love the book. I, I, the adaptation is incredible Mm -hmm. i feel like like we said if you're gonna change it you need to improve upon it and i feel like brian de palma did
2: and stephen king feels like he did
0: yeah but no this movie is fantastic Mm -hmm. so i guess we're at ratings Mm -hmm. um all the stuff i just said (laughs) (laughs) it's a i feel like this is a very important film too mm-hmm. right. and i feel like it's iconic to the point where like i said earlier you don't have to have ever seen this to know what movie this is true right. or to see a still from it you know you'd be like oh that's carrie like you just know um sissy spacek and piper laurie holy shit Un. no pun <laughs> Unbelievable <laughs> r- religion in this <laughs> unholy picture. picture there you but, go <laughs> uh, no i mean the acting everything i just i i can't say enough about it and so on a scale from one to ten balanced buckets of blood, I'm going to step out on a ledge, probably alone, but I don't care. And I'm going <laughs> to give Carrie ten out of ten balanced buckets of blood. All and- right. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will now open up the floor
1: again. Everything we've said.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I, I- I really
1: do like this movie, and it was watching it. I did feel like the kids were all fucking jerks. <laughs> they were. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, everybody yeah. was like, for no reason. And I was like, fuck's y'all's problem, <laughs> you know? It's like, she's got it hard enough at home. she's no gonna be shit. It's like, damn. Um, but I did. Like I said, the only thing I wish she lived, and, you know, yeah. but I mean, that's a story for another day. Mm-hmm. But for this, I'm going to add a point to my score okay? because we've had a lot of fun talking about it. <laughs> and who am I kidding? Because John Travolta is in there the fucking go. movie. Let's be real. Let's <laughs> be honest. Uh, so out of 10 balanced buckets of blood, I'm going to give Carrie an eight. Very good. And, you know, Travolta just... <laughs> I mean, he's
2: not in it for long. Clearly, but, but Thank you, personally. Yes. <laughs> thank you, John. I love you. Um, Again, not to repeat everything I've already yeah. said. <laughs> everything about this movie for me works. I think that there is such an organic chemistry between the group of actors. Oh, yeah. Especially Definitely. Um, Piper Laurie and Sissy Spacek. Mm-hmm. 100%. Just amazing. The thing about this movie is that it was made in 1976, and it still holds up. Yeah. yeah, never needed to be remade.
0: No, I mean it was. It but was. It didn't need to be. No,
2: it's it's perfect as is.
0: I think even Stephen King said that. He was like, "Why? No, there's yeah. no point.
2: Yeah. <laughs> there is. You're not gonna top this movie.
0: No, I'm
1: glad you said that because thinking about that, there you didn't. No, there's no reason. No, it's
2: unnecessary. And again, you know, I hear a lot. They're like, "Well, you know, if we remake a movie, it'll give." the kids of this generation, they carry. It's like, they've already got it because this is just show them this it's movie. Yeah, yeah, it's already, yeah. Show them this We didn't burn it all didn't the prints. Yeah. <laughs> but again, you know, it's technically impressive. As I said, emotionally impactful. Mm-hmm. Those are two things that I look for in nearly every film that I watch. Mm-hmm. Right. And this had both of them in spades and the, to top it all off, it's just a goddamn tragic story. Yes. Mm-hmm. She literally dies in the exact thing she was trying to escape from. Yep. It's so sad, mm-hmm. but it's perfect. Yeah. But I'll I digress because I can go on forever. Out of ten balanced buckets of blood, this may surprise you, but I'm going to join you, Nay. I-
0: I'm very surprised. And <laughs> I'm going to give
2: <laughs> Carrie ten. Balance buckets of blood out of 10 this film is important yeah outside of miss collins living and them living happily ever after <laughs> it's perfect it's perfect and i can't i can't give it anything less than a 10
0: i was prepared to stand on this ledge alone oh, no. <laughs> i'm glad to have company
2: i honestly was prepared alone <laughs> and i just my thing is there comes a thing because there are a couple of scenes like I said that are a little you're like what is Odd, that? Yeah. but everything amazing about this film overshadows any of that shit Absolutely. oh yeah and especially tell me what you know the first thing I think of when I think of prom is Carrie not even no. <laughs> my own prom <laughs> <That's true. laughs> so that just shows you know
0: the impact exactly well that's all from us at podmortem what would you rate Carrie and what should we watch next let us know on Twitter at ThePodMortem. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at BloodandSmoke, at RealStreeter84, and at WH. Please consider pledging to our Patreon and stay tuned until after the music for a special shout out to our Wendigo Gitter patrons. And remember, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, or they might just give you a night to remember. Until next time. Thanks for staying tuned for our special shout out to our Wendigo Getter patrons.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Every night is prom night. Yeah. <laughs> well, not, not, the, not this prom no, night.
2: Not, no, not <laughs> now. Although we do hope you all laugh at us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> A special thank you to Chris Ontiveros, Kristen Lofton, Megan Martinez, Kimberly Bass, Melanie Van Huisden, Sophie Hodson, Anthony Jerome M, Gary Fender, Jordan Nash, Kent and Allison Morton, Guy 54, Lala Thomas, Travis and Nisa Hunter, Miguel Myers ATX, Mandy, Jennifer Perez and Pierre Lombard. Thank you all so much.
2: Thank you. Yes. It means yeah. so much to us. You gave us a night to remember. Rem- remember. Yeah. <laughs> you already said that. <laughs> Just
0: remember that even when the rest of the world is cruel, we are here to help you carry on. <laughs> right? the, the girl's the, name was Carrie. Carrie out white. <laughs> Until next time.